Pop, pop, pop. What's up, Louis? Are we going? Yes, sir. All right. Well. Well. <laughs> this is episode 10. This is part two of the Area 51 series. Welcome to Life, Death, and Everything in Between with your co-hosts, Jacob, David, and David. I think I've got a rock in my leg. <laughs> what? what? I just felt a bump. I thought I got a rock in my leg. Okay. Well, maybe it's a blood clot. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been a been a good run. <laughs> yeah. It's been okay. <laughs> I've I've seen better. Yeah. All right, well, this hold real quick. This episode is has for me anyways. I'm so excited about it. The f- part 1 for everyone that listened to it. It's uh it's just it's so good and I I hope you can all appreciate it as much as I appreciate it because I was really really happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun making that one. And yeah. of course, those of you who listened uh to the first part, it really doesn't have anything to do with Area 51. <laughs> yeah, I I, I put that down in the description to let everyone know but it's just it's so good it's so informative there's a lot of him thank you you took him it's It's just it's world history just the build up to area 51 yeah and really area 51 is it's a product of capitalism versus communism i mean we have the uh, truman doctrine introduced which was suggesting containment of communism so specifically mm-hmm. targeting uh, Soviet Russia, China, and uh, these smaller nations where communism starting to take hold, uh, such as North Korea and later on uh, North Vietnam. But, you know, with, with, without that ideal, with, without this idea that we need to contain communism, would Area 51 have existed at all? Maybe, maybe not. I think but, there's there's always going to be the top secret military base. Sure. There's always going to be that. So if it wasn't Area 51, it would have been whatever name they had given it. Right. And and up to that point, as, as discussed last time, um, maybe we didn't focus on it enough. Maybe we focused on it uh, just enough. But there is Edwards Air Force Base. That's where a lot of experimental aircraft were tested. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and the CIA, they didn't want to use Edwards because it was, it was so well known. Right. So they needed someplace secret, someplace way out in the desert where, I mean, when you look at the geography of the area, you're not just going to mosey up to Area 51. I mean, you got, you know, w- without... Without the guards present, I mean, there's miles of flat land. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, there are mountains, there's are, there are hills, but you're going to be yeah. spotted pretty from pretty far away. Oh, yeah. And that's why they people are spotted from extremely far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, so let's <clears throat> jump in. Let's jump in. Did you want to do a quick, like, couple minutes of just jabbering? Sure. Okay. Let's, let's, let's jab. Okay. <laughs> what do you what, <laughs> what do you get to jab about? Oh, I don't know. 
Your jab. So anyway, <laughs> on to Area 51. <laughs> How's the sun doing? Oh, he's good. He's good. He's, oh gosh, dude. He's got his molars coming in right now, which has been. So he's angry. <sighs> yeah, he's so upset. He's so mad 24-7. And he's, he's just like, you can't do anything without him just right there freaking out because you're doing something that isn't involving him <laughs> like he's oh my well, god you better nip that in the bud buddy dude it's it's rough it's don't rough. let him call the shots now like never I, stop like i feel bad because he's hurting you know he's like in pain there's not really much we can do um but uh yeah we've we've had a lot of sleepless nights for the last two weeks now so if i sound tired that's why but uh there in the past whiskey was an acceptable <laughs> yeah just, just just put a little on your finger and Swirl it around his mouth. Yeah, he doesn't need to get drunk. He won't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. Maybe Aura gel mixed with whiskey. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of whiskey. Some oral whiskey. Speaking Today we whiskey. will be uh, doing our Today ceremonial we'll doing whiskey, our whiskey shot. shot. Today we're going to be taking a shot of Henderson whiskey. whiskey. That makes it hard that to talk hard whenever to talk you're talking talk right after, after me. me. It does. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm tired. Your focus is on fleek, man. Is that, is, is that, is that how you use it? Is it on a fleek? I know. He's you, know you know what else is on fleek today? The tip of my penis. Well. Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. There's my jab. That's it. I'm going to jab it at you. Well, where's the visual, man? <laughs> More of a visual learner. Whip, whip that visual out. Here, here's the visual. Here's the visual. Okay, hold on. You know what? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> hold no, on. Hold on. No, no, hold on. no. Here's it's, the visual. We're joking around. Here's the visual. Zip. Oh my Was god. A, oh. <laughs> oh god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It just it slipped it out. It looks like the, it went through a meat grinder. What the hell? I'm man? sorry. It slipped out of the hole in the underwear. The front. You know what I'm talking about? The urethra. No, no. <laughs> it slipped out of the hole in the underwear, like where the front, where the where the, the men's underwear is always has the hole in the front where the wiener is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. That hole. It slipped out of there, and it lightly fell on the bed of my my pants because it's really small, so you couldn't hear it hit. The, did you say the bed of your pants? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what part of your pants that is. <laughs> I've never... The, the, the bed. Please designate the bed of your pants. It's the bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let, me, uh, the underneath. let me get these ready. The taint, the taint area. I'll show you my taint area. Here's okay. one for you. Taint area 51. <laughs> I'll show you my groom leg. Where is this? Well, it's taint area 51. I'd like to groom your leg. Oh, really? Oh, God. I guess I can go a little closer to you. Here's that. Now one for me. One for you and one, two for me. I don't know if I'm digging how the microphone's positioned. It's kind of weirding me out. I just need to get a third USB one. And... Well, why don't we dink them and sink them? Dank them and drank them. I'd like to spank him and hank him. Spank him and hank him. Because <laughs> I got right. a hankering. Let's clink. For some spankering. 
dink. Here, let's get a little clink next to the microphone so they can hear that we're genuine. Here, I'll do a dink next to mine. Dink. <laughs> Whoa, this sounded like a real thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Excellent God. foliage. I'm not ready for this. I haven't done a big shot in a while. It's not a big shot. It's a standard shot. Hey, don't look like that. This is the smoothest $10 whiskey I've had. I don't think it's bourbon. I can't do bourbon. It says whiskey right there. Yeah. You're oh, right. fuck. That's He's gross. right. <clears throat> All right. Here, hit me. Uh, dude, my body is not happy about this. Oh, it will be. You gotta, you gotta give it time. Real quick, um, I had a. Whoa! So all I've drank for the past two months now, over two months, has water has been water. I had an Angry Orchard the other night. I had half of an Angry Orchard the other night, and it made me sick. Really? Literally gave me a headache, and I had a. Terrible, terrible feeling throughout my body, throughout my arms and my legs. Everything. I just felt like garbage. Literally, I, I it was weird. I started getting a stuffy nose. I had a headache. I was not happy about it. Yeah, you um, flushed all the toxins out of your body, so I, when you put them in there... Yeah, it, it wasn't happy. What is this? It was pissed off. Get it out. I'd wonder. I mean, you, you don't... You limit your sugar intake, don't you? Not... Actively, (laughs) well, I I, maybe not as bad as uh, you you experience, but anytime I I have a really really sweet uh, alcohol like like uh, the red uh, the apple ales uh, yeah uh, ciders, I mean they taste great, but if I drink a whole one, I don't feel good. Yeah, and it's that's how I am with really anything any kind of sweet alcoholic drink. So that's. I tend not to get mixed drinks. Yeah. yeah. I bet the only mixed drink I do is a margarita. But even mm-hmm. that, after I have one, it's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I've gotten. I, I in that Before I started, before I stopped drinking beer and everything like that, I, I really got to the point where I didn't, I didn't really like Angry Orchard anymore. Like, it tastes good, but I'd rather have something that's, like, not going to be overly sugary. You know, and you kind of yeah, feel yeah. you kind of feel just groggy after you you feel groggy after you eat a, a lot of sugar, right? And that's yeah. how I felt after drinking Angry Orchard. So I felt like groggy and kind of just like sluggish, and so that's why I would just drink like a light beer or something like that and call yeah. it good, or like a you know whatever. Yeah, stick so. with your mil- you like your Miller Lights, right? Yeah, yeah just stick rock with that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't know. I I just haven't drank in so long. Like really, like had a beer and chilled out in so long so it's it's kind of weird for me like i feel like i i don't know i'm not a person that's like straight edge or anything like that but i don't know i don't i like like a shot like this every now and then i i don't have like it's cool i'm fine with it (laughs) 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 yeah It's, it is. I'm fine now with it. <laughs> I feel great. I feel better now. <laughs> it's it literally ruining the lining of my stomach. The lining of my stomach. The is bed of your stomach. Fire right now. So, do you think that has any impact on the bed of your pants? Maybe this. Little, maybe little. it'll help the rest of your kidney stone out. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't like it well. All right. Now, do it now. No, at this no. point, you may be kidney stone free. I doubt it. Doubt it. 
They said they said you wouldn't be aware though. You said they're what one millimeter? Yeah, they're each one millimeter in diameter, so they probably so so you could have peed one out. I could have peed one out, but they were like they were like honestly, you'll probably just have them for the rest of your life. And I was like, really? <laughs> they were like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but that seems like a pretty lazy response. Did they, <laughs> they did they say why? That's the thing, though, is like they didn't say why. They said it could release, but they were like, for the majority of people, they'd usually just stay in there. Okay, so that's kind of that's the answer I got anyway. Too bad they can't just cut it open and get them out. Yeah, that would be nice, but at the same time, that's a lot. Well, I don't need a doctor to do that. Like, <laughs> that's, let's hurry up and get through this, and we'll get that out of you, buddy. We can go get a bag of ice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, it's just that's a lot of work for a very intrusive thing when it you could just pass it, you know, as long as it's small enough to be able to pass. I won't charge. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Maybe there's we can watch a YouTube video. <laughs> How to black market a kidney. <laughs> you can like No, no, we're not selling it. We're cleaning it out. You could use like filters uh, gotta be cleaned out. You could, you could use like the scalpel sideways to like scrape the inside of the kidney. Oh my god, <laughs> your your words, your adjectives are stressing me out. <laughs> your symptoms just suck right now. Scrape through the kidneys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's how I described the sound to uh, to my dad. I I didn't know that my oil filter on my car had had uh, had a crack in it, oh. and I had noticed this kind of metallic scraping sound for a couple of days from your engine. Yeah, I mean it was oh. real quiet. I didn't think much of it, but uh, I'm on lunch break. I go out to my car. And on the way out there, I see a puddle in my car, thinking, well, oh, that's probably just the... The AC. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always check. Yeah. And I checked, and it was oil. Oh, <laughs> it geez. was so much oil. Jesus. And uh, looked under the car, and yeah, it's all just dripping out of the oil filter. Oh, no. And so, as I'm describing, uh, you know, I, I immediately take it to a, uh, the closest shop and, yeah. and get that taken care of, and... Fingers crossed for the next several months, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still had the car for two years after that. But as I'm describing that to my dad, I said, "Yeah, I th- so yeah, the oil was leaking out, and uh, and I noticed a scraping sound." And he just cringed so hard. He was just <laughs> oh, like, really? oh God! Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> your poor engine. <laughs> my man mind can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious dude uh my my engine oddly enough that you bring that up has been doing that since we got back from galveston been making that noise really my oil light came on today which concerned me yeah. like my low oil light and i was like well that's not good so today i i finally had time to check it and i was severely low on oh oil. man yeah so okay I, so you know that I mean, it's just it's it's a subtle sound. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. My mine got to a couple points where it was getting loud. Really? Because it, I've it's been like that since July. Oof. So yeah, it was pretty stressful. Do you know? I mean, what? Why was it so low? Uh, I don't know. I made that trip to Galveston and back within three days. That's a lot of driving. Yeah. So I think that had something to do with it. Okay. Um, but uh. 
anyway, yeah, so that's that's it. I put oil in it today. Right after I put oil in it, it sounded perfectly fine. So I was like, well, thank God. Because <laughs> right, yeah. I was very stressed. Yeah. But and that was just a... Now it's just a thing of, well, let's see what happens in the next few months. Yeah, see if it keeps leaking or not. That's that's what's stressing me out. Yeah. Did you, wait, I'm, and I'm sorry, when did you say you topped it off? Today. Okay. So. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Check it every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just pull over. Just stop in the middle. Don't even pull over. You ain't got time for that. You got checker. Hey, lean you, out of the car, holding the steering wheel. And if you and Bailey get in a fight... <laughs> For whatever reason, you well, I better check on the oil. <laughs> Jacob, it took you two hours. Yeah. I, I, well, the, I better check it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, not she, quite done. I just came in to get a beer. She's like, she's like, she's like, uh, she's like, why are you checking your oil? And I'm like, well, because I need to check it. She's like, well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's just man stuff. <laughs> like, it took two hours. What happened? And I'll be like, have you ever changed oil before? And she'll be like, no. And I'll be like, well, I got to go back out there and keep changing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This whiskey's hit me a little bit. The oil can't change unless it wants to change. Yeah. <laughs> you got to That's you the how, problem, how dare honey. you assume that the oil wants to be changed at this How dare time. you assume the gender of this oil? How dare you? <laughs> this is 5W30, not 5W20. <laughs> <laughs> you disgusting pig. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. All right, once I get back Let's dive in. So, David isn't here right now. He <laughs> is currently grabbing a beer. Did grabbing little intermission music. <laughs> and he's on his way back to the chair. When Once he gets to the chair, I think he's going to be pouring the rest of his beer into his glass. Once he gets the beer in the glass, <laughs> I think he will start drinking it. And we will dive in to Area 51, Part 2, with life, death, and everything in between. With your co-host, Jacob. David. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. This has <laughs> been... Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't think of the name of it. What's, uh, uh, this has been KZRG with uh, your mom. Oh, no, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's KZRG. No. NPR. NPR, yeah, this has been... NPR. KZRG is the news station. Yeah. <laughs> the Facebook news. Is, oh, yeah, that's right. This has been... Herps. <laughs> you don't even listen to news, and you knew that. Well, I follow them on Facebook, because sometimes I will read news, but that's that. Yeah, that show kind of <laughs> sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, I hate that show. Yeah, KZRG. No, the news. Oh, just the news. <laughs> I hate that shit. Any of it? It's a boring show. <laughs> All right. Well, we're 20 minutes in, and uh, Area 51 is nary mentioned in the past one. <laughs> nary. <laughs> Let's dive into it. It's April. April 1955. So in our last episode, we left with Mr. Clarence Kelly Johnson in a team examining Groom Lake. And Kelly Johnson was pretty happy with what they found. Very flat salt flat. 
That's why it's called a salt flat, maybe? <laughs> it wasn't a flat. <laughs> salt flat? Salt it wasn't a bumpy salt flat. <laughs> yep. Well, this is going to be a bumpy podcast, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> April 1955, the CIA requests that the Atomic Energy Commission obtain the land around Groom Lake. So, we're... The naming of Area 51. Technically, according to the CIA, the proper name is Homie Airport at Groom Lake. Homie Airport or just Groom Lake. So, wait, what? Homie? Homie. Okay. Yes. Homie Homie. Airport. What up? We're going to my homie's airport. (laughs) (laughs) At Groom Lake. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Okay. Oh, my homeboys have homies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go homie. <laughs> you guys are being, I'm going homie. I got a boo-boo, I'm going homie. To my mommy. I cut my hand on the toilet, I'm going <laughs> Hey, dude. I just told you I had plus five healing at birth, so I'm okay. Whoa. So the Atomic Energy Commission, they're the ones uh, that had... Developed that grid system for naming their areas. Now, the Atomic Energy Commission didn't necessarily own the property, but technically the CIA did. So the naming of it, the CIA never mentions that this place is called Area 51, except in a report about the Vietnam War um, later on. So whether it really is Area 51, you know, we don't need to split hairs anymore. It's Area 51. It's Groom Lake. It's Homey Airport. Yeah, of course. It's a secret test facility. Whatever we want to call it. From now on, we'll just say Area 51. Just to reduce any kind of confusion. Okay. May, fi- May 4th, 1955. Construction of a north-south airstrip. And the rest of the facility... Uh, work on the rest of the facility begins for Project Aquatone. Meanwhile, Kelly Johnson... Real quick, real quick. Can I Can yeah. I jump in here? To do it. This is a random fact about my uh, grandpa. So <clears throat> he was in World War II, right? Uh, he, I think, if I remember right, he was dishonorably discharged. Okay. I think I think he I think he was he was he was in the navy. I know he was uh, like on a ship too, out uh, close to Japan. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so. To my knowledge, uh, before my grandma passed away, so he passed away back in 2007 or 8, and my grandma passed away at the beginning of 2017. Uh, before she passed away, you know, I sat and talked with her for a long time. Um, and uh, we, you know, we, I, I asked her all these questions about her life and then about my grandpa's life, and you know, just because I wanted to know this stuff. You sure. Know? Um, so she was telling me that in the what she said she said the 50s she said the 50s because they had gotten married when she was 16 i believe Mm. or something some she was really young when they got married and he was he was in his 20s i think anyway so she was telling me how in the 50s he found a job laying the pavement and asphalt for a um and i'm not even kidding i don't know i doubt it was this place i doubt it was area 51 but she said it was for <clears throat> it was for like a 
uh, military base, like an air base. Mm-hmm. And um, so, she, anyway, he was he was laying part of the team that laid the airstrip down for some military air base uh, out in the southwest. Mm. Not sure where it was. I think she might have said New Mexico or Nevada. Well, one I mean, of those places. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of air bases. There's all, plenty all of them. The plenty of military air bases there. So anyway, but I just wanted to mention that as like a random factoid. Yeah. So, you know. no, shoot, maybe he was. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I want to think that he, that that was the place that he did it at. <laughs> so, Jacob's grandfather helped construct <laughs> an airstrip. <laughs> At uh, Groom Lake. Area 51, sorry. Okay, so as Kelly Johnson is establishing a team that's going to work at this facility at Groom Lake, Area 51, he 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 explains it as, he refers to the area as Paradise Ranch, the new facility in the middle of nowhere. So he's it's trying a to... Long get, title to repeatedly say... <laughs> 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 Well, so, so, so what's this new place you're working at? Paradise Ranch, the new facility in the middle of nowhere. Where'd you say that was? <sighs> Paradise Ranch, the middle of nowhere. Eventually, it begins just being referred to as the ranch. Uh, another nickname for it was Dreamland, because this is where dreams are made. <laughs> so he's he's calling it Paradise oh, Ranch just to dreams. try to entice people. Hey, uh, hey, this is gonna be a great place to work. It's gonna be fun. Uh, construction of the of the facility includes the runway, of course, uh, three hangars, a control tower, some shabby accommodations. Uh, so the the people there are homed in trailers, which trailers can be nice. Uh, they have a movie theater and a volleyball court for some recreational activities. That's about it. So hope you like both of those activities. <laughs> well, they because probably because they are literally in the middle of nowhere, right. so they need something to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> July 14th, 1955, the U-2 spy plane prototype is delivered to Area 51 from Burbank. Burbank is where Skunk Works, the special development projects uh, uh, section of Lockheed, is based. So, a couple unique things about the U-2 spy plane. They had to make a special fuel because this thing is going to be flying 60,000 plus feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. So they have to make a fuel that's freeze resistant. It's it's more thermally stable than the typical uh, jet fuel at the time. Is jet fuel not freeze resistant? It is freeze resistant, but keep in mind at this time that the the highest military aircraft is they're peaking around 48,000 feet up. Okay. You know, you add you had an additional uh, 20,000 feet to that. It's it's a lot colder up yeah. there. So have to develop special fuel for it. Um <clears throat> whenever the uh, orders for the altimeters were made, that was a potential leak to the public because the the uh, company that makes the altimeters, they're not used to making an altimeter that goes up to 70,000 feet. Right. So that, that gets questioned, but but it's never leaked. Uh, no, one, no one talks about it after that. And I threw this fact in since you like cameras. Uh, obviously, this, is, this plane is going to be taking pictures. The camera used was a 180-inch 
uh, f-stop 13.85 lens <laughs> in a 13 by 13 inch package the resolution was two two and a half feet at 60,000 feet jesus christ wow. yeah so it was a it was kind of robust yeah we could say a beast yeah, I wonder how much that would cost today. August 19th, 1955, Eisenhower signs Executive Order 10633, which restricted airspace over Groom Lake. Obviously, we're going to be testing this super secret aircraft. Also, it's need... a government facility, so they're probably going to restrict airspace right. no it, matter what. And keeping in mind, this this area had been used as an aerial gunner, uh, aerial gunnery training range, right, so right. Air, airspace in the general area is already restricted. Yeah. But this restricts airspace specifically over Area 51. Right. November 1st, 1955, Vietnam War begins. We're just mentioning this. We're not going to hop into the Vietnam War, but we're mentioning it because... This is part of the idea of containment. We get involved in Vietnam in '55. Yeah, that was that was his. That yeah, was a, I, I, yeah. I always thought it was like a '70s thing. Yeah, or at least the mid because of Forrest Gump. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it lasted all yeah 1955 to more like Forrest Hump. Am I nah. right? <laughs> Whoa. I, uh, we'll, I have the date later on. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. 19th. It lasts till about 1973, I believe. Maybe a little later. We'll come to that later. We'll just mention it. We won't hop into it. Okay. January 1956. So the U.S. Keep in mind the idea of the U-2 plane is to take reconnaissance photos over Soviet Russia. Because earlier, Truman approached the Soviets and... <laughs> basically asked hey uh yeah you you have restricted airspace but is it okay if we go ahead and do flyovers obviously russia says no <laughs> you can't do that so the u.s says no we're gonna do it anyway so and they wanted uh, you know they want to launch as close as possible to russia right so yeah, we're allies with the british the british government approves deployment of the u-2 from royal air force base Wagenheath, NACA, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, and this is the precursor to NASA. Uh, oh, really? Announced they oh, really? they they announce that the United States Air Force Weather Service would be utilizing a Lockheed-built aircraft to study weather and cosmic rays from fifty-five thousand feet in the air. <laughs> so we're we're prepping the world that hey yeah there's going to be some unusual aerial activity pretty high up but it's okay we're studying weather so don't, <laughs> so, 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 so don't worry about it cosmic rays that's such a fifties term <laughs> we're going up to study the cosmic rays <laughs> it's going to be a wild time so. Now, the Russians, they have aircraft that can go pretty high up, topping out about 48,000 feet, maybe a little higher. Right. But they can't reach this, this aircraft. Their radar, however, it certainly can reach up to the altitudes that the uh -huh. U-2 is flying. So, <laughs> I don't know why this is funny to me, but it, it's just a scenario of the Russians are aware and they're they're calling for answers. Of course, the U, the U.S. is denying it. Like, no, no, we're not. There's there's no 
there's no sanctioned missions over you. There, there's there's nothing. But they're like, yeah, no, there's the the radar, and there's something there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so there's not. So, so the Russians are aware. August sixteenth, nineteen fifty six. There's a meeting regarding reduction of the radar cross section of the U two. So we we want the U two to look smaller on radar, right? Essentially. Um. So they begin work on that. There is another variation the U two developed eventually. Um. Still, Soviets are aware. Nineteen fifty seven, the CIA request an undetectable spy plane. So this year we we begin a project Oxcart, also known as Project Archangel. That begins ultimately the Y twelve is going to be developed out of that. That's such a cool name, Project Archangel. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, the the uh, Oxcart was the CIA designation, as I understand, and Archangel was uh, Kelly Johnson's. Yeah. Uh, name for the project so interchangeable for the most part sorry and i forgot to scroll through the pictures for you guys there's a picture of the u2 Ooh. this is a this is a later variant of it but it's it's kind of neat looking mm-hmm. just a fun fact uh this and a lot of the other spy aircraft were notorious for being difficult to control oh really yeah i mean this and on this just to reduce weight uh the landing gear is is single line, so there's it's not like yeah, it's all in line. It's like a rollerblade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. What do they do with the wings? Well, they'll they'll scrape on the ground a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Okay, June twentieth, nineteen fifty-eight. Public Land Order sixteen sixty-two makes land surrounding Groom Lake, Area fifty-one, essentially non-existent. Um, May 1st, 1960, a U-2 spy plane flown by Gary Powers was shot down over the Soviet Union by two surface-to-air missile sites. So, through this time, the Russians are aware that this this plane is flying overhead. They're they're, uh, moving ahead with rocket development. So, while while their jets can't get up to the U-2, the rockets sure as shit can. Yeah. So... Dude, still Sam missiles are like badass. Dude, like the, from what I've heard, they are like the size of telephone poles. Well, they're yeah, yeah. they're large. They got a whole lot of fuel to get up that high. It's almost like launching something into space. Um, so the way this goes, there's there's two there's two missiles, two rockets shot at the U two. The first one, it doesn't make direct impact. It explodes near the U-2. This causes it to drop altitude, and the second one does make a direct hit. So the U-2's done. It's go. It goes down. Could you imagine being that dude? Oh, in the oh, plane. that would be yeah. That How be horrifying! Thinking, oh, they can't get me up here. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, they... oh they're getting me up here. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. <laughs> So May 1st is when the U-2 is brought down. On May 5th, 1960, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev reports the incident to the Soviet legislature. And two days later, on May 7th, 1960, Khrushchev announces that the pilot Gary Powers had parachuted and was in custody. So Gary Powers did survive. 
he revealed through interrogation he reveals that he worked for the CIA and arc yeah. <laughs> immediately I mean, you know I mean what else are you gonna do they're ripping your fingernails you, off you, and chopping the ends of your fingers you, off you, and you're you're in this state of the art aircraft that is going higher than anything has ever gone before and you're shot down so yeah. Who knows what's going through this guy's head? Like, well, I'm gonna die. A bunch of Russians are investigating these dude, this dude, and they're like, "Yeah, that's terrifying, dude." I guess that could have gone either way. I mean, he could have, he could have lied, but I mean, who knows? When you're brought down from a seemingly invincible altitude, (laughs) I'm sure all hope is lost. (laughs) Well, I'm dying anyways. may, May as well tell the truth. So, this turns into a pretty big deal because, as mentioned earlier, whenever the U2s launch from Britain, it is announced that, yeah, this is just studying weather. And that and, and that had been made public knowledge otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, that the, you, not just in Britain, but yeah, to the world that, yeah, the U.S. is doing high-altitude weather studies. So... When we have this situation where the Russians are saying, yeah, there is something flying over us. <laughs> and the U.S. is like, nah, no, we're studying clouds and, and cosmic rays. Nah, bruh. And now we have physical I'm evidence. looking at the clouds. <laughs> we're just it's... taking cosmic rays. You're not being very keen right now. <laughs> are you questioning us? Yeah, Kami? <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, that's what he looks like. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> He's, uh... Not the handsomest fella. I'll go. So, this this marks an possibly the first time, at least an early example of of the United States being caught with their pants down. You know, they they had this this story that yeah we're just doing weather reconnaissance, but yet the Russians have been crying that. Uh, claiming rather that uh, crying, <laughs> you guys are watching us, and it's not fair. Like How would you guys get so far up? <laughs> not only do they, have, we don't know what it is, but we're gonna kill it. They, <laughs> <clears throat> and so they have this guy in custody, and it's like, okay, well, what's your answer now? So there is an attempt to maintain the weather story but it falls through <laughs> now i was talking to my dad earlier he was uh he was a young teenager at at the time that the u2 was shot down really and so i asked him what kind of the the public uh demeanor was and for lack of a better term uh, i mean he explains it like you know at this time people are quite patriotic and you know the you at this time you know we had we had stomped world war ii mm-hmm. you know we're invincible so he said that the public reaction was not so much outrage but more of that of embarrassment like ah crap these these uh the enemies of the united states uh, brought brought uh, one of our guys down yeah. so but there was, certainly was outrage uh through throughout the world mm-hmm. and there, there was outrage in the u.s of course but at least in the area he lived in, it was kind of like, ah, oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Darn commies. So, now, we, we, could, we could say, well, they lied to us about the Roswell incident. And, yes, they, they, they did, in fact. However, 
the timing on the timing on this. You know, the U two hadn't been up for more than uh, a few years, about five, four or five years. So, yeah, pretty damning evidence that the Russians collect. We could say that Roswell was the first or or an earlier example of the government line, which yes, it that was the case. So mm-hmm. if if we go back to uh, somewhere between June June July nineteen forty seven, uh, this farmer he he finds some wreckage from what's ultimately claimed to be a weather balloon, but. We will we will circle back to this. This is uh, we are referencing the Roswell incident now. We'll come back to this later on, but this this wasn't an incident that the U.S. has caught lying uh, any, anywhere near this time. You know this this is discovered much later. But we'll we'll come back to Roswell uh, a little bit later on here. Uh, August seventeenth through the nineteenth. 1960, Gary Powers, still captive uh, by the Soviets. Oh, really? He's put on trial, and he is sentenced to 10 years of confinement. <laughs> is that they call jail? In the USSR? In the USSR. Jeez. Dude. Yeah. Pretty bad deal. Sitting in the gulag. Now, so of course, after the U-2 incident, the security around Area 51 tightens up incredibly. Oh, yeah. Because the Russians had, they had figured out that, even without the radar, they knew that they had an inkling of what was going on. There were some U-2 stationed in Turkey, which is kind of on the, I mean, it's right there. It Russian, right store. Russian spies, uh, they they knew, the Russians knew that something was going on. Yeah. With, beyond the radar. I mean, they, they knew something was going on. They just got the, Gary Powers ended up being their proof. So he's he's sentenced to ten years of confinement. Lucky for him, about a year and a half later, February tenth, nineteen sixty-two, he is released for the exchange of a Soviet spy named Rudolf Abel. Oh wow! So he doesn't he doesn't finish his sentence. He's out on he's out on parole, probation. Not really. No, he's back in the U.S. He's fine. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> he's in the halfway house right now still actually he's had a problem with drugs for the last seven years <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> I've seen things and done stuff <laughs> April 25th 1962 we see the first flight of the A-12 at Area 51 the A-12 is the fuck is the A-12 I have a picture of it right there <laughs> that's not the SR-71 Blackbird Nope, that is the A-12. Really? So the SR-71, the A-12... Is this the predecessor to the SR-71? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is... There is a Blackbird family. There's there's a lot of different uh, aircraft that they all look like what we know as the SR-71. But no, this is the mm. A-12. It is a it is a different aircraft. Mm. Mm. Looks like fireworks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one mom wouldn't let me buy. December 1962, the Air Force requests a variant of the H-12, which is going to be designated as the R-12. Mid-1963, Operation Diamond, conducted by Mossad, uh, which the Mossad is essentially the Israeli CIA. Operation Diamond begins, and their goal is to to acquire a MiG-21. The MiG-21 the MiG 
jets. Those are Russian jets. Um, I do wish that I had mentioned them in the last episode, but I didn't. And this is about Area 51, so I'm not going to get into that. I wish we would, but it's Area 51. September 1963, NASA and the Department of Defense agreed to build a space station together. Real quick. Yes, sir. When was NASA founded? That I didn't even, I didn't look up. NACA, which was a few years earlier, uh, that was the predecessor to NASA. So, I mean, we could we could go back. Well, NACA was already a thing, but no, this is Area 51. I didn't look that up. Moving on. July 29th, hey. 1958. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay, NASA or NACA? It says on July 29th, 1958, Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act, establishing NASA. Okay. There we go. So through 1964, during presidential campaigns, Lyndon B. Johnson is criticized for falling behind the Soviets in terms of weapons development. LBJ reveals tests in existence of the H-12. So (laughs) this is... (laughs) 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 So this, 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 this is pretty irritating to the CIA, the United States Air Force, because why, why are we talking about we don't need to reveal this, but it's already done. Damage is done. So, through a rather convoluted story and references to other aircraft, eventually we see the designation SR-71. This is through further development of the H-12, but this is the year that the SR-71 is, is christened. Hmm. August 16th, 1966, Iraqi pilot Munir Redfa who had been convinced to defect, landed in Israel. That was his MiG-21. Israeli loans the MiG to the United States. Project Have Donut. (laughs) What? (laughs) Project Have Donut, which Donut is a reference to the F-4 Phantom's aiming reticle. It looked like a donut. (laughs) Have Donut goes underway to study the MiG-21. These tests are conducted at Area 51. March 3rd, 1969, the United States sorry, the United States Navy Fighter Weapons School is formed. This is what would eventually become Top Gun. All I can picture <laughs> is a short little man mm-hmm. riding a red Honda crotch rocket. Uh-huh. On his way to bang that girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> With the aviators. Dude. But definitely a short little man. That's it. That's <laughs> okay. what this program's all about. <laughs> Just becoming a short man that bangs girls driving a red Honda crotch rocket. Hell yeah, dude. I wish that's who I was. Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> Let's see. March 8th, 1968. I have done I've made an error somewhere. Well, we'll push on. March eighth, <laughs> March eighth, nineteen sixty-eight. We see the uh, <laughs> you rascal. <laughs> so silly. You just you messed it up. <laughs> yep, you messed up a date. Yeah, and here here's here's the sad thing. I don't know if it was March 
1969 or if it was March 3rd, 1968. So in March 3rd, 1969 or 68 is when the Navy Fighter Weapons School. <laughs> oh my God. Woo. God, you fucked up, man. Stop. <laughs> Alright, we're back. March 8th, 1968. <laughs> SR 71s are delivered to Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan. March 21st. Okinawa. Okinawa, Kanichiwa. <laughs> March 21st, 1968. Major Jerome O'Malley and Major Edward Payne flew the first SR 71 mission over Vietnam. Sorry, this is one of my deviations from Area 51. This has nothing to do with Area 51, but the SR-71 is freaking sweet. And I think we need to do a short episode on the SR-71 because there's some pretty funny, pretty sweet stories from the SR-71. Continuing on! (laughs) More information from 1968. We have a Syrian Air Force MiG-17 land at an israeli airstrip so again we've had we've had a defector we've convinced someone to bring well israel convinces someone to bring a mig-17 to them awesome i'm sorry i jumped ahead the (laughs) i uh I'm not firing on all cylinders today, so I'll just read from I'll just read from this here. A Syrian Air Force MiG-17 jet lands at an Israeli airstrip. The pilot had mistaken the airstrip in Israel for one in Lebanon. Oh, whoops! Oops. Before the end of the year, the jet is transferred to the United States, testing it under a project name have drill okay hold on it's like these people are just coming what should we name this <laughs> hey guys I have donuts that's it uh, does anyone uh, well, what should we name this uh, does anyone uh, have drill <laughs> that's it <laughs> they didn't have one person look at this and go hmm I don't know about that name. <laughs> working on that. Wait, have drill. Have drill. Every person hey, looked Dad, at it and went, Hey, Tim, did have you drill is it. Do you have the name. Do you have drill? <laughs> Wink. Do you, do you have drill? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Further on in 1968, we see Area 51 get designated as a black project. And then, why gotta be black? We, uh... <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Let's. It, no, I, I, I don't want to. Uh, let's define. No, seriously. Okay, no. What would a black project be? You, you're such a jackass. That's all I got my mind on now. <laughs> what, what would a, what would a black project like? Black ops, black like Call of Duty, black ops. Is that what we're talking about? Let's define. You, what a, you know what? Kind of. Yeah. Let's define what a because black we had an SR seventy one and black ops and. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, seriously, what what is a black? Is it just like a totally top secret? Yeah, off off the books. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and we see funding for this black project from the black budget, which also is <laughs> secret. Go figure. All right, all right, we're speeding up. April nineteenth, nineteen seventy one. Salyu One, the first space station of any kind, is launched by the Soviet Union. Okay, I know, again, this is something that doesn't relate directly to Area 51. However, we'll come back around. Well, it's in Don't space. worry. At this it's point, we, 
At, by 71, though, we've hit the moon. Is it, so I don't, I don't we, have we, my, so I don't hit have the my, moon in 69, I believe. Is that right? I, sure. I, I can't remember. So I, I don't know years. So we didn't have a space station up there, but we did hit the moon. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. Also in between all of this, the Soviets got into orbit before we did. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And they had the, they had the first manned space station before us. Yeah. The mirror. But we got to the or moon. this thing. <laughs> Yeah, Salyut One is the first, uh, first space station of any kind by the Soviet Union. April nineteenth, nineteen seventy-one. June thirtieth, nineteen seventy-one. We have a three-man crew boarding Salyut One. They remain there for twenty-three days. So they set the record for a three-man crew of Americans. No, this is no, this no, is no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not, uh, we're not chummy right now. You know, th- this is, this is the Cold War era, so yeah, we're, we're in, deep in right now. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in, the Cold War is indirect conflict with, with Russia. Yeah. Um, which I would love to do a lengthy podcast on the Cold War era. Um, yep. I mean, just the Cold War era is, it, it's, you know, when we look at like Western movies, you know, Westerns, Western movies definitely romanticize cowboys. You know, cowboys aren't gunslingers, they're ranchers. Yeah. You know, yeah. we see a lot of spy movies. I mean, obviously, yeah, Golden, uh, not Golden Eye. Well, Golden Eye, but, uh, but the James Bond movies, yes, they are a romanticized version of, of uh, espionage. However, through this era, there is just a, such a there's so much technological advancement. We have the space race. We have we have the arms race. We we have the development of these these really cool aircraft. Mm-hmm. I mean the the whole era is it's a terrible time, right? But at the same time, it's just it's just so interesting. But anyway, moving on. May 14th, 1973, Skylab, the first space station operated by NASA, and the only space station that the United States solely operated, is launched. Many experiments and investigations are conducted on this space station, including metal melting, human physiology, the effects of space on human physiology, and how spiders do it web spinning in low gravity. What? <laughs> How random. <laughs> so they uh they go all the way to space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they bring spiders with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, I don't know if anyone's caught on to this <laughs> within the last nine episodes of this podcast, but I, I'm not a fan of spiders. And now they're in space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, All right. Whatever. The spiders are doing pretty well for themselves. <laughs> so there, there are three crewed missions conducted on on Skylab. These missions are designated SL two, SL three, and SL four. SL two began on May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy three. Now we're going to tie it back to Area fifty one. And again, the whole reason we even bring up the Soviet space station is we're we're in competition with the Russians, and right. 
we, we got to be and we got to be better than them. Mm -hmm. The tie in here, we'll get to it. November 16th, 1973, Skylab 4 crew is launched. Three fellas, Gerald P. Carr, Edward G. Gibson, and William R. Pogue, will remain on Skylab for 84 days. Jeez. So they break the Soviets' record tremendously. Yeah. The, uh, I should have written down how long SL-3 was up there. I think it was 56 days, but they, they also broke the Soviets' record. Jeez. So, win for capitalism, right? Gotta win. Gotta dub. December 28th, 1973, the crew announces a strike. They shut off all communications with ground control. No, what? Wow. <laughs> they got spiders. <laughs> Space spiders. The spiders so, took over. So that's the tie-in with Area Fifty-One. The spiders took they over. They all got bit and died. <laughs> no, they got powers, and then they died. And then the aliens came. No, those no aliens were human. Purely human. <laughs> I'm done so, with that. Yeah. So, so they, they there's there's a space mutiny. So ground control. Space I mean, this, mutiny. could you imagine? Like, what is gra ground controls like? What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> they just they're looking we can't at just like, send somebody to them, <laughs> right? They're spiders. <laughs> they <got> spiders. <laughs> Call the Soviets. Tell them to send rockets. Shoot them down. <laughs> So, the reason for the strike is these guys are on a schedule to conduct all these experiments, whether it's spider weavings or, <laughs> or you know, whatnot. But, essentially, the crew was, they were pushed too hard, and they finally said, no, enough's enough. So, they just, they stopped, they end all communications. What Jeez. I read was one of the guys spent the day, it was only a one-day strike, from what I read, one of the guys just basically played around on the control panel all day. <laughs> wow. And the, and the next two guys are just staring out the window out at space and checking out the sun. Or out at space, out at the earth. They're just looking out the window. <laughs> just not, oh not working. That's and hilarious. So they just took a day off. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so funny. Shut the calm off and let's relax, guys. <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. just go to. No, I mean, the whole. This was planned. They got a they 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 did left this the Earth knowing they were going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so in in future space space missions, I mean th this is looked upon and and it's realized. Okay, so yeah, we need these people do need to be productive up there. But today, yeah, there are built in break times. There are built in wreck time, just so people don't <laughs> get hope. stressed out. Right. <laughs> but at this time, it's like, come on, let's get some stuff done. And the crew is like, we are done. The crew's like, I'm not touching these fucking spiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> All right. So February 8th, 1974, the Skylab crew returns. Side note, these men will never return to space. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah, right. Hey, they had one day of so, no bullshit. So, so these guys have been taking ground pictures of the Earth. Now they were given specific instructions not to take photographs of a specific area. What area would that would have, that have been, Jacob? Area fifty-one. Area fifty-one. 
So they did end up taking a picture of Area 51. (laughs) (laughs) Like a bunch of damn teenagers. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) They're just shutting the comms off. They're taking pictures of the stuff that we told them not to take a picture of. They're not going back. Uh, You're grounded from space. (laughs) You don't get to go back. Literally grounded from space. So several government agencies get involved once they're reviewing this this uh, the the pictures. Ultimately, it is decided that the pictures of Area 51 will be released, and this goes unnoticed for years. Keeping released by the crew, released by. The government. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, I mean, because this, the, these pictures are government property. Yeah. So, but yeah, ultimately the government says, yeah, okay, we'll release it. Because, you know, let's go, let's go back to the picture of Area 51. I mean, there's nothing, there is nothing remarkable, there's nothing remarkable about this. It's obviously an airfield. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. you know, who cares? Right. This could be anything. But they release it, and it's really not looked upon uh, you know, decades. Right. Additionally, in 1974, we see DARPA, which is the Defense DARPA DARPA Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They begin seeking an aircraft manufacturer to develop a plane that can evade radar detection. Now, let me side note about DARPA. There are so many conspiracy theories about DARPA and mm-hmm. what DARPA does. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Oh, that, and heck, that'd be. We're slowly becoming a uh, government, a government uh, coverage podcast, aren't we? Oh Jesus! Conspiracist. Hey, I'd be down with that. <clears throat> anyway, conspiracist. So. This is this is out of necessity because during the Vietnam War, there's there's advancement of uh, surface air missile sites, anti aircraft mm-hmm. artillery. So we we got to get something up there that can't be shot down, can't be seen. Mm-hmm. So of the five manufacturers approached, Lockheed was not one of them. Though Lockheed did eventually become aware of the project, and so they they kind of. They kind of shoved themselves in, saying, <laughs> hey, uh, hold on here. We've done work for you guys before. Why not let us have another shot at it? Mm-hmm. And the government ultimately decides, yeah, well, I mean, they're used to working on black projects, so okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, so we have Kelly Johnson of Lockheed. Oh, Kelly Johnson. Oh, Kelly Johnson. He's put in charge of Project Have Blue. These <laughs> dumb asses. Come on. Anything. It's not black, it's blue now. <laughs> Anything. Any better name. What about what about <laughs> what about a uh, Have Bagel? Did they not did they run over that one? They just looked at that one and they're like, mm, no. <laughs> Half donut was good, but half I hate bagel. bagels. Well, I don't bagels, like bagels don't have that glaze on them. Yeah, you gotta have the glaze. <laughs> anyway, April thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five, Saigon in South Vietnam falls to the north. The Vietnam Sa- it gone. The Vietnam War ends. 
Summer of 1975, DARPA requests Lockheed, Northrop, and McDonnell Douglas aircraft manufacturing companies to develop experimental aircraft. 1977, United States Air Force Project SCORE event pushes more funding towards Area 51. October 17, 1977, Lockheed begins ground test of the HB-1001. Sorry, I forgot to be going through pictures here. This is HB-1001. Oh. November 16, 1977, the real, HB... Real quick, real quick, real quick. The HB-1001, is, is that the predecessor to the 117? The F-117? Okay. Sure is. That's all I needed to know. Looks sure just is. like it. November 16th, 1977, the HB-1001 had already been disassembled, loaded onto a C-5. It arrives at Area 51. A contract is awarded to Lockheed from the Air Force under codename Senior Trend. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on it anymore. It's just, let's just let it be known that from, the names of government <laughs> projects are fucking stupid. From what I've read is... <laughs> Is there's basically this pool of various names, and they just look at it and pick one. God. I don't know if that's true. Something I came across in so much reading. Okay. In 1979, the CIA hands control of Area 51 over to the United States Air Force. So the, the CIA is done with Area 51 from this point on. They might have some collaboration with the United States Air Force, but from this point on, the United States Air Force is in charge of Area 51. July 11th, 1979, HB-1002 is destroyed due to an engine fire. May 1981, Project Senior Trend aircraft is delivered to Area 51. There's a lot of issues with fuel leaks with this thing. There's a lot of issues with production of of uh, the uh, Have Blue projects. Hmm. Is that because of Lockheed? Or do we know? Well, th- yeah. I mean, it, I mean, because of Lockheed. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're developing it, and through tests, yeah. There's there's all these issues. Um, you know one one of the uh, one of the issues with HB one zero zero one is. Uh, this guy's coming down for a, uh, one of the test pilots is coming down for a landing and the plane just kind of slams on the ground and it and all of a sudden <laughs> and, and then it just kind of bounces back up in the air. And so, you know, the pilot's trying to, to mitigate this uh, slight loss of control. But eventually, I mean, this this thing runs out of fuel pretty much immediately after this bounce off the ground. So he ejects out of it uh, while, oh, while he's trying to maneuver around to do another landing. And so it's destroyed. Jesus. Yeah. Well, they know it can bounce then. It can bounce. <laughs> and, and, it, and it can crash pretty well. <laughs> well anyway, so that. Senior Trend, it's having a lot of issues with fuel lakes. February 5th, 1982, we see the first flight of the Northrop Tacit Blue conducted at Area 51. Here's Tacit Blue. That looks stupid. It looks like what I keep my butter in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
It's silly looking. I, I can't remember the exact uh, number, but in the previous episode, we talked about the YB-49, the Northrop YB-49, yeah. which looked a lot like the B-2 Spirit. This was somehow the predecessor to the B-2 Spirit. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Throw the thing in the fucking trash. Get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Did it actually fly? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's Tass- no way. Ta- it didn't yeah. Even... Yeah. Tassa Blue Flu. For sure. It's blue Extra flu. Dorco. <laughs> it, it really is. God. March 23rd, 1983, Ronald Reagan proposes the Strategic Defense Initiative. The idea was to develop a defense against ballistic missiles and atomic weapons. This seems not to have anything to do with Area 51, but conspiracy theorists enjoy tying SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative, to Area 51, claiming that there are tests of energy weapons done at Area 51. Hmm. Did it happen? Well, we don't know. Could have. October 1983. Through the development and redevelopment of the HB-1001 and the HB-1002 and Senior Trend, the first operational F-117 Nighthawk is introduced. Small picture, but there he is. It's such a cool-looking plane. It is. You know, and, and what an 80s-looking thing. I mean, whenever, oh, you think, yeah. oh. <laughs> whenever you think of 80s, <laughs> graphics, polygons, and... <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. It's vector. It's, yeah, it's just, vector graphics. It is. It is. It just I mean, that's some wood paneling on the wings, and then it looked like it's from the eighties. Yeah. Or is that more of a seventies thing? That's more um, of a seventies thing. I think it's more of a 70s yeah. Thing. But I mean, you know, previous decades always leach into the next. We need decade. to paint this neon pink, and neon yellow, and black. It'd be like nineties, wouldn't it? Or that be- well, that would be very stealthy, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, but we want him to know that we're fucking cool. Is that a Nike shoe <laughs> flying in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> Aliens! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what? through... Okay. through- <laughs> The tacit blue? The tacit blue? What if they took that and painted it? Look like, at it. Look at it. <laughs> it was Just painted like the most stereotypical aliens on the side of it with like like their hands out waving. <laughs> <laughs> Flying it by like, like the Russia and all these all these different countries, and they're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is going on? Shoot it down! <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, you can't tell it. me there's not butter in that. <laughs> I don't care. You can't tell me. I can't not. believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter in that. <laughs> Uh, I thought maybe country crock, but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good butter. Oh, my God. That's margarine. Country, country crock? Yeah, that's not real butter. Are you thinking parquet? Is country crock not real butter? No. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Really? Yeah. Look it up real quick. I don't care if this doesn't have to do right now. Like I'm, I, I believe since, since I was a child... 
<laughs> I've had a very strong passion for country crock. <laughs> and I'm about to be very upset if it's not real butter. <laughs> well, so you of. better go to me that it is butter. It is a spread made of made with oils from plants. So it is not butter. Really? Okay, so you thought it was butter too? Well, yeah. I mean, I thought it was some derivative of Whereas butter. Whereas butter not just is oils. made with milk or cream from cows, not so, oils from plants. So country crock, please, is I'm, fucking like I seriously thought <laughs> my it was life butter. Is over country crock is vegan. You heard it here. Country first. crock is a bunch of crock. <laughs> it is a crock. Country crock is a crock of shit. Well, <laughs> I, I buy Land of Lakes anyway, so I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Margarine. 1984. The strategic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> 1984. The Strategic Defense Initiative organization is formed to oversee production of. Uh, of. <laughs> what the fuck did I write here? This doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> what, let, me, let me read this. Hold on. I'm having a hard time. Well, I the strategic just. Strategic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it just it just stops all of a sudden. You're such a silly goose. Okay, so what'd you just call him? You call your friend an asshole at a normal time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so the Strategic Defense Initiative organization is formed to come up with ideas for the strategic defense initiative that Ronald Reagan had proposed in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a great coverage. Um, <laughs> so, so of the concepts proposed, also side note there, uh, I've, I've heard that this was unofficially referred to as the star Wars defense initiative. Because the SDIO, the Strategic Defense Initiative Organization, they're they're talking about using lasers and space-based missiles to to protect against ballistic missiles, which so, isn't exactly a bad idea. I mean, it's it's not a bad idea, but the problem is this technology doesn't really exist. You know, we at this time we can't we can't launch missiles from space, and we don't really have lasers. <laughs> Shoot the Death Star at it. (laughs) So, so eventually, it was determined that the concepts proposed were decades away from being developed. We're going to circle back to this because we have laser defense weapons now, for sure. All right, Jacob, why don't you take the helm on this one? Okay, I'm going to reword this a little bit. This first part, anyways. Um, May 1989. Uh, an interview with civilian contractor Robert Scott Lazar or Bob Lazar. Um, why does it say Dennis? Because during that interview. That's- oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so during the interview, uh, Bob Lazar went by. He didn't want to give out his real information because he didn't want people finding out who he was or the government finding out who mm. leaked all this information. Right. Anyway. This interview is aired on Las Vegas station uh, KLAS. Um, basically, what he talks about in this interview, just let me, I just want to preface this real quick because sure. it was mentioned. Um, in the interview, he, he discusses what he worked on at uh, 
Area 51 or uh, Site 4 S4. Um, <clears throat> and he he explains working on uh, UFOs um, with alien technology. Um, this is just some information about him, uh, kind of in order. Um, he claims to have gone to Caltech or uh, California Institute of Technology uh, for for electronic technology. Um, and then he also claims to have gone to MIT, uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology for physics. Um, <clears throat> apparently he, he claims to have gotten, uh, his masters in both, uh, the electronic technology from Caltech and the physics, uh, degree from MIT. Anyway, uh, the reason I say he claims this is because to f- with, with the re- the public records that we have now, um, there aren't any of him attending either school. So that's just kind of a um, fun little factoid of the possibility that uh, his information was completely destroyed going to these schools. Anyway... Um, he was hired to work, like I said, at S4. He wasn't hired to work at Area 51, quote-unquote, from him. Um, so S4, what S4 is, we don't, we're not going to dive into this too much in this episode. Because um, it's, it's kind of relevant. Um, from what he explains, S4 is near Area 51, built into the side of a mountain, kind of beside Groom Lake. So it's it's close. It's super close to where Area Fifty One is. Right. Um, I guess it could and, be considered in the same place. And now, and but. and I'm not necessarily trying to contradict you here. Mm-hmm. Um, the location of S Four seems to have a little dispute. There is, you know, maybe it's on the side of the mountain, mm-hmm. but there is a. Oh shoot! I should have written it down. There is a. Another dry lake nearby Groom Lake, and that could be a potential location for it, is under that dry lake. Okay. Also gotcha. tied in with that is supposedly there's a transcontinental rail system there, which... Anyway, continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so what he was hired to do is, from what he says, he was hired to reverse engineer the propulsion systems of the UFO. So he was hired to look at the engine or what was whatever was propelling the UFO and he was hired to reverse engineer to figure out how it worked what it did exactly to to create to 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 get the UFO to do what it did right to to be able to move in ways that seemed physically impossible um, right, like hover in place, all of a sudden move to the side or move we'll up move. all of a sudden. Yeah, efficiently kinda... in 3D space. Exactly, exactly. Move in insane ways. Um, I didn't write this down, uh, but from what he explained, uh, this propulsion system, this engine, was like a mini... From what he explained, it was like a mini... Um, Oh, I should have written this down. It was like a mini radiation uh, or radioactive or nuclear power plant, like a mini nuclear power plant. Mm. But it had so much power in it that it was able 
the way he explained it is that it was able <clears throat> to create what he thinks is a gravity field around the UFO. Right. And so, so, so it wasn't of- it wasn't like an engine propelling it using exhaust or or pistons or anything like that. It was just manipulating it gravity. It was manipulating the space around it to get to where it wanted to go. Real, so I'm going to pause you real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play the Mass Effect games? No. Do you mm-hmm. you did? Mm-hmm. Isn't that wasn't that the kind of the idea of the propulsion in Mass Effect? Yeah. Or am I thinking of some other sci-fi? There, there's some sci-fi game mm-hmm. or show I can't remember yeah, where the mass yeah, relays. It was more like a slingshot. Yeah, the mass relays were, but the engine in in, in uh, I don't remember honestly in the Normandy. Yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, um, but so that that's how he thinks because that was the only way that he could think that this thing would be able to move as fast as it did be going you know Mach 3 to absolute zero within right. a split second like that that can't be physically possible so the so the way he it, described it is by creating a gravitational there, field around it yeah and there'd have to be some I mean fuck I'm obviously we're not scientists or you know whatever but mm-hmm. you know how, how would that work within the craft i mean is the gravity field you know because if if, if it's just if neutral on the inside so yeah, you don't yeah, slam yeah. around Thank like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i don't know i don't know i have no idea um that's just all like he you're knew, in a though. bubble he he wasn't he wasn't able he from what he talks about he was not able to <clears throat> mess with any other part of the craft he was specifically hired to work on the uh, propulsion system and that's all he got to work with mm-hmm. the only thing um so anyway uh he and the other scientists like i said uh so he and the other scientists never actually made during the time that he worked there which i cannot remember and i should have written it down how long the time span that he worked there from when to when uh but it, it wasn't very long it wasn't long it wasn't long at all um, but from the time that he got there to the time that he left, uh, he ne- he and the scientist he worked with hadn't made any progress whatsoever <clears throat> on actually reverse engineering the propulsion system. Um, <clears throat> from what he says, another factoid, he saw he didn't see one UFO. He was only allowed to work on one UFO, but at one point in time, he saw nine UFOs in nine different hangers mm. he worked on one of those so you worked on one of them and then he saw eight others um right it, all in separate hangers and apparently when he saw them they all had the um they all had the hanger doors open and he was like oh my god there's more of them and from what he explains is he he didn't he wasn't able to get a long look at him uh but from what he explains they were all yeah, yeah, different weren't there armed guards following him by yeah, his explanation yeah. that whenever he was trying to look other places, they're like, "Nope, you look ahead." Exactly. They they it was really direct. You do this, that's all you do. Mm-hmm. You look straight. You work on what you work on, and you go home. That's yeah. it. Um. So he saw these eight other crafts, and they were all different sizes and shapes. So the craft that he worked on was what we know as a flying saucer the standard circular shape with kind of like the dome on top right right that's what that's what he explains he he worked on um let's see uh like i said they're all different sizes uh 
this is another little factoid. Um, he has been investigated and, from what he explained, tampered with by the FBI and other government agencies since he became a whistleblower in uh, 89. I put the wrong date there as 86, but it was actually 89. Okay. Um, there are no current, like I said earlier, there's no current records of him actually attending MIT or Caltech. Um, he says that those records were destroyed by the government um, because they, they wanted to, to tear down his reputation as a scientist so he, they could make him look like a, great, uh, a crazy person sure. saying all this, all this crazy stuff about UFOs and alien technology and the government's not telling us what, we sh- what they should be telling us. Right. You know? um, so those are a, little, those are a couple of fact, facts about Bob Lazar. That's when this happened is May 1989. Um, and this aired live on Las Vegas. KLAS, KLAS. Uh, anyway, so so, so we're, we'll we'll circle back to this. Uh, yeah, we you know we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of speculate about our beliefs on you know is 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 uh, Robert Lazar, Bob Lazar? Do we believe him? We're gonna come back to that. We're gonna come back to the Roswell thing here pretty soon. Though, quick note: Roswell doesn't necessarily tie into Area Fifty One, but maybe it does. We don't know. Hmm. December 21st, 1990. It's a very dark day. Our boy, Clarence Kelly Johnson, passes away. He developed a lot of fucking awesome aircraft. Um, He passed away basically getting old, hardened arteries. uh, He had senality uh, uh, setting in, but he passed away. God rest his soul. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, more dark times. 1994, we have an environmental lawsuit against Area 51, essentially. Hmm. So, widows of deceased contractors Walter Kazaa and Robert Frost sue the Air Force and the Environmental Protection Agency. In addition to the widows, there are five unnamed contractors that joined the lawsuit they're represented by attorney jonathan turley so the the issues we have there robert kazaa and not robert no sorry robert frost and walter kazaa they developed some pretty serious skin conditions uh, they they developed scale-like growths on their skin oh they developed Jesus. some pretty hardcore respiratory problems <clears throat> They pass away. Other people are having similar symptoms, just random skin lesions. Uh, pretty bad deal. So, what was this due to? Well, so let's think about Area Fifty One. So, we we go back in time, and you know, we we see the these uh, various land orders. We see these executive orders that kind of wipe Area 51 off the map. So we have essentially a non-existent area. So what's being what is for sure, you know, let's let's take out Bob Lazar. For sure, 
what is going on at Area 51 is testing of, of experimental aircraft. We yeah. know the U-2. We know the SR-71. Mm-hmm. We know the MiG tests. We know we. This is this is all fact. Right. Uh, the F-11-17, uh, the F-117 <laughs> Nighthawk. That's developed, uh, tested out there. Yeah. So, what's what happens when we're developing things? Well, there's going to be waste. There's going to be waste products. We got to get rid of things. So. What do we do with all this waste? This well, place doesn't exist. We don't want people to find out about this stuff. Yeah. So, so is how do we get rid of stuff that pe- we don't want people to find out about? You burn it. You burn it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So all this stuff is there. There's a pit dug, and all this, all this unused or expired fuel is thrown in there. All these. Things that we don't need anymore, we need to get rid of them. We can't uh, call Waste Management Service of America to come pick it up. So we're just going to dig a pit and burn it. Oddly enough, they choose to dig the pit that's upwind of the, of the facility. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's not just these guys. A lot of people are exposed, but these are the, these are the, the widows and these five people are the ones who come forth with this lawsuit. So, ultimately, the the government is insistent that this place doesn't exist. This is a very bizarre and just ultimately kind of a shitty court case. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the government invokes what's known as the state's secret privilege. And, wow. So... This is this has to do with nas- uh, national security. So you know if if we have uh, if we have information that could could cause a national security risk, mm-hmm. the government can they can invoke that and refuse Jesus. to release any information. So so ultimately, this court case is thrown out. Oh my gosh! You know there's 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 nothing to be done. Further on. There's a pres- presidential determination. This is a little bit different than a, an executive order, but there's a pres- uh, pres- presidential determination 95-45 is made by Bill Clinton, and this exempts the United States Air Force facility in Groom Lake, Area 51, from environmental disclosure laws. So, essentially, do what you want out there. Burn whatever you want. Wow. Do whatever you want. Jeez. Which... You know, if we talk about transparency, mm-hmm. we want a transparent government, right? Yeah. It makes sense that there has to be some kind of limit to what the government's going to divulge for national security. I mean, this makes sense. Right. Though, I mean, when you have people dying because you're burning these exotic fuels, these exotic materials, and they're dying, like, couldn't something... Yeah. I mean, could there be yeah. could there be a settlement? I mean, my God, we have this black project. We have all these things going on. Mm-hmm. Can there be some kind of, I don't know, black settlement? <laughs> Something? I mean, they've got all this money. They can't right. maybe have settle. Give a little bit. Project have family. settle. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, ultimately the Ninth Circuit Court 
They determined that the widows and survivors were not entitled to know what was causing the illnesses. Oh, that's so messed up, dude. Yeah. That's it, I mean, so it, messed up. It, it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm officially, I take that side, but just for discussion's sake, is, is, is that agreeable? I mean, it can, I mean, is, is, was that the appropriate course of action? Yeah, but I mean, couldn't they have told them, like, we, we burnt specific kind of fuels, and that's what that's what caused the death of your loved ones? Yeah. But I, who knows? I mean, who knows? Something. Maybe, and maybe that was told. I, I yeah. certainly didn't see anything like that, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. 2005, Freedom of Information Act request by Jeffrey T. Richelson from, uh, this guy works at the George Washington University, specifically in the National Security Archive. He makes a, a uh, Freedom of Information Act request for information of Area 51. Really? Yep. Huh. Well, so we'll come let back. Me, let me say, let me bring this up real quick. At this point in 2005... Area 51 is still not a place that exists as right. far as the as the public is concerned. Right. I mean, no one uh, yeah, on paper this place doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. And still. In in 94 that during this lawsuit, I mean, that was the closest that it it came to. Mm-hmm. It was just <clears throat> if you read more into the court case, it was just it was just kind of an unusual case cuz the government just kept saying, "No." No, that doesn't exist. That's so crazy. And then when there's man. there's press for disco- the discovery uh, as part of the uh, uh, you know the uh, the uh, prosecution trying to obtain information, mm-hmm. that's when they invoke that state secrets privilege, which is basically saying, "Hey, we can't tell you because of national security." Which, man, I keep drifting away from the microphone. Which is. Uh, there's legitimate times for that. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it, it? It would be glorious if if we could just have a 100 percent transparent government. Yeah. But in the global climate, in the global political climate, mm-hmm. it's not really is, possible. Is, is, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not reasonable. I mean, it, it would be. We would love that, mm-hmm. but the unfortunate things. There are people that do not want the United States to exist. Yeah. And pro- then, you know, there's probably a lot of people that kind of agree with that mentality because, well, we won't get into that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So moving on to 2017, December 2017. No, nope. <laughs> no. December 2007. Let's try that. December 2007. KXT. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Yeah. Uh, did Jeffrey T. Richardson ever get the information he requested? We're coming back to him. Okay. We're coming back, man. Okay. He ain't gone yet. He's still there. December 2007, KXTA, which is the designation for the Homie Airport, an aircraft navigation database, that is made public accidentally. So, (laughs) so at this time... Pilots and student pilots are strongly advised to avoid the area. It is not a designation. It's not a waypoint. Do not go here. 
Just because it shows up in, in your aircraft's control system, do oh. not go there. That will be bad for you. Shit. Do not go there. That's eventually corrected. But but Jesus. it is something that shows up and yeah. Yeah. We do not fly over there. <laughs> oh bad. my gosh. So, situ- crisis averted. Eventually. Jesus. June 25th, 2013. The CIA releases information on the U-2 and the Oxcart programs per the Freedom of Information Act made by Jeffrey T. Richelson. This acknowledges the existence of Area 51. So, after all of these years, decades and decades of time spent at Area 51 doing all of this immense research into technology and, and spy aircraft and all of this... And finally, in 2013, the government acknowledges the existence of Area 51, which puts it on the map. Yeah. As a real, real place. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Home Improvement lately. And, (laughs) you know. Like the show Home Improvement? Yeah. Yeah. With Tim Allen? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And in one of the episodes, there's there's a reference to Area 51. So, I mean, this show's really? out in the 90s. And yeah, yeah. You know, well, of course. What is there, some secret base out in the Nevada desert? Like, yeah. you know, before this is the information is made public, people pretty much know. Oh, of course. There's yeah. something out there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That was the thing that I was so excited to, like, talk about when I was a kid. I was like... 12 years old in 2006 or 7 and uh, one of those years and <laughs> and it, that was just that was always my favorite thing to How talk about how old were you then aliens and in 2007 i was 12 <laughs> wow i was really? 20 yeah i was 21 sorry i no no it's good it's just it's I Sorry was... about my age. No, 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 <laughs> youngster. <laughs> well, back in back in our day, we just uh, we were capitalists and we didn't have a problem <laughs> with the government doing secret projects. Do you remember the Shea Hands from episode one? I do. Yeah. Oh. So on June twenty fifth. No, <laughs> just kidding. October twenty second. 2015, the land that had belonged to a Nevada family, perhaps the Shahans, is signed over in a land order to the United States Air Force to expand Area 51. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Of course, they had given up, if this was the Shahans or whatever family, mm-hmm. they'd given up mining in this area because there's too much military crap going on. <laughs> well, there's they're getting blown too, up. Too much explosions for this uh, <laughs> silver miner. <laughs> june 27th 2019 bored kid maddie roberts creates a facebook (laughs) event called storm area 51 they can't stop all of us (laughs) 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 july (laughs) poor kid july 10th 2019 united states air force spokeswoman laura mcandrews issues a warning that area 51 quote is an open training range for the United States Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train American armed forces. The United States Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. 
Maddie Roberts is getting concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, fucking kid is like, yeah. Uh, that was just a joke. It was just a joke. <laughs> now the fucking government's like, whoa. <laughs> July 23rd, 2019. Heavy metal band slash act Guar announces on their Facebook page that they will be participating in at the Area 51 Music Festival. Maddie Roberts is <laughs> Matt, Maddie, Ro- <laughs> Maddie Roberts is speculated to be pretty nervous. Oh, now Gore's involved. Oh, shit. Early August. There's a Facebook, there's an automated Facebook response to Maddie Roberts' page that temporarily takes down the event. Though Facebook ultimately contacts him and says, oh, th- this was made an error it, it was seen as though this violated our terms, but it didn't. <laughs> how sketchy is that, though? How, like, how, how sketchy Facebook, like, we pulled it, and then and then they're like, whoa, 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 wait, hold on, maybe we shouldn't have pulled it. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, By August 22nd, 2019, two million people indicated that... <laughs> people indicated that they're going to the oh event another 1.5 million are interested <laughs> they don't Dude, know speaking of this i'm definitely i'm one die. of the i'm one of the two million people that are clicked it? going yeah <laughs> okay you know uh, what i mean you would i think you tagged me in that like the day or within the week it, mm-hmm. it happened and yeah. my honest initial reaction was like <laughs> no I don't want. <laughs> I do not want my name at all associated with with this. I'll yeah, log on yeah. to my fake account. <laughs> yeah, let me log into my other account using the same IP address. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a VPN. Oh, all right. Sorry. Now well, my subscription expired, so I no, not even. It's not even your free trial. Not even a subscription. <laughs> you didn't even prescribe to it. Anyway, he's not wrong. <laughs> it wasn't prescribed. <laughs> on September tenth, uh, on September tenth, two thousand nineteen, two Dutch nationalists are arrested by the Nye County Sheriff's Department for trespassing on Area Fifty One. There is also a cancellation of the Area Fifty One Music Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't know anyone was actually arrested. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and I have the article pulled up right here this article specifically is pulled from uh, usa today wow do you want to read do you just want to read off this this is from us today do you want to read it off yeah uh okay uh in las vegas uh perhaps hoping to to quote unquote see them aliens (laughs) (laughs) a dutch youtube star and his friend rolled past the no trespassing signs of the Nevada National Security Site near Air, near Area 51. So were they driving? Or were they like... Uh, yeah, probably. Maybe. No, or were they like rolling on the ground trying to hide themselves? <laughs> were they on ecstasy? Oh, they were rolling. They were rolling. <laughs> while they were from they Dutch, where it's <laughs> fucking legal there. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, prepared to capture it all <laughs> on mind. video. And the duo, this is written by USA Today, and the duo was abducted by police. (laughs) (laughs) Carefully worded, I I appreciate it. Here's what authorities said led to a pair of trespassing charges for 21-year-old 
Govert Charles Wilhelmus. Wilhelmus? <laughs> oh, that's... Wait, his name's still going. Govert... <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. I thought it was Jacob Sweet, but no, that's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, Okay, so. He's got tw- six names. Charges, names. <laughs> charges for a 21 year old. This is his whole name. Govert Charles Wilhelmus Jacob Sweet. And 20 year old <laughs> Tease Grainzer. <laughs> Tease Grainzer. Both, both of the Netherlands. It's like a porno. On Tuesday, Nye County Sheriff's deputies <laughs> responded to report about foreign nationals. <laughs> foreign nationals trespassing on the Nevada National Security site, a far-flung... Does that say flung? Yep. Far-flung government testing range 65 miles north of Las Vegas. Deputies found a car parked three miles past the entrance gate. The occupants of the car were soon identified as Sweep and Grainzier. The men told deputies they speak, read, and write English and saw the no trespassing signs, but they still wanted to look at the facility. Grainzer identified himself as a YouTuber. He posts videos as Ties on a YouTube page that has more than 735,000 subscribers. In an Instagram post published before the encounter with the police, Grainzer posed in photos in front of the Grand Canyon and Hoover Dam. The caption, written in Dutch, foreshadowed the next stop on his journey through Area 51. This is the quote. Now on to crazy recordings of crazy adventures at Area 51. Well, they're sure getting an adventure, all right? Yeah, they got their adventure (laughs) in jail. And they got some nice pictures taken, too. Well, they sure did. They got some nice headshots. Yeah. They did. Pretty blue background. (laughs) Some legal headshots. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, the, that anyone was arrested for that. That's yep. surprising. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. people that weren't even Americans stormed I mean, Area I, 51. I expected. Three, three days ago. <laughs> there wasn't. I, I <laughs> Just wouldn't, three days ago. Yeah. I mean, I expected it. I expected someone to try and go in and get there, you know, but. Yeah. What if, like, um, millions of people did show up and they had to, like, kill a million people? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, so I mean we're we're, we're basically done with uh, with with the history now. So yep. yeah, we're now we're just going to speculate on a lot of stuff. We're going to sure. touch on a few few other things. We're going to jump back to Roswell, but but yeah, I mean, what the hell? What what if? What's the plan? <laughs> yeah, what if one million Naruto runners? <laughs> oh oh yeah, that's <laughs> Naruto runners, and then the uh, Kyles with the monster tattoos. <laughs> And then the, uh, what was the, it was Naruto Runners, the Kyles, and, uh, like, something else, like the Weebs or something like that, like. What would that be? Weebs. Like, people that listen to, or that watch anime. Weebo, Weebo. Weeboos. Okay. I don't know. A bunch of fucking nerds, that's for sure. What? But, okay, so (laughs) what? Let's just speculate. I mean, what the hell? Would the Air Force do if two million people? I think they made a comment on it saying, "Well, they're that, ready to, be, they're prepared to save, but America, yeah, <laughs> save America." <laughs> <laughs> but what would that entail? I mean, would it have been eliminating know. people? I mean, just you know, airstrike. For, for, I mean, yeah. I mean, shoot. I, I, if that's what it comes down to, do you think they would? I mean, that's 
I don't know, man. I mean, let's create a new. I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the position of 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 a military commander that's faced with two million naive citizens, <laughs> two <laughs> like, million fucking millennials running at them right. <laughs> with their well, arms they behind make a them. Theme park, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Make a fake Area Fifty One, be like, yeah, and then take it for tours, but it's not really the real Area Fifty One. Or just, I mean, okay, okay. It's like Universal Studios Area 51. <laughs> but it's a theme park. They make money. And then it's like taxing. Like, there you go. But seriously, like, okay, if if I was in charge of running Area 51, mm-hmm. just to be prudent, I would just have moved everything out of there. Oh, you know what? I, I am almost certain. Ha- okay. I've mentioned this before. Cool thought. I, I don't think on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh... uh when in 1989, when Bob Lazar came out, wouldn't you go ahead and assume that, yeah, when that uh, interview aired, they probably went ahead and moved it then, <laughs> like, to another place? It may not even be there. Yeah, it, well, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I mean, there, there is, yeah. perhaps so. At this point... At, at the same time, though, I mean... At you, this point, real quick, at this point, Area 51, where we know it to be at Groom Lake... uh there's probably nothing there now. It's probably just like an armed range testing Well, site. I mean, who knows? I mean, again, going back to just four years ago, the Air Force expanded the range. They expanded the boundaries of uh, Groom Lake, Area right. 51. So that suggests that it's, it's still being used. Sure. The thing is, right now, we don't know. I think it's safe to assume that Area 51 is being used. But in what capacity, we don't know. Um, in in one thing to speculate on, there there is a, there was the project uh, Project Aurora, which uh, my understanding is that that's the that's the idea of the SR seventy two. And i I watched a I watched a few things about the SR seventy two. I have the wrong note page, but uh, I keep looking it, at it anyway. It it was it, it was uh, well. No, the thing. I'm a I'm a little scatterbrained when I come to take taking notes, so I do have a few ex, uh, few things written here. But it was supposedly announced by Lockheed in 2013, and it is proposed to reach Mach six, which would be roughly 4,500 miles per hour jesus christ so currently the sr-71 is the fastest plane ever built which still yeah which reached mach 3 which was jeez something like 2500 miles per hour imagine what that'd be like if it went by you at ground level probably just rip you in half okay and i just just we're gonna focus on area 51 but (laughs) Man, there are just some sweet stories about the SR seventy one, but we'll just moving past that. But okay, can I can I preface? Uh, so we're talking about Area fifty one. Yes. When anyone, probably on Earth, thinks about Area fifty one, what do they think about? Aliens. Aliens. Absolutely. Aliens. Yeah. Area eighteen and UFOs. And, and and even through all of this, all of the research that we've done, mm-hmm. like. I, 
Yeah, I mean, we know without a shadow of a doubt that secret aircraft were produced there. Yeah. And, I mean, we partly know that because of, of uh, mainly know that because of declassified CIA documents. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, we would, the, uh, everything we've talked about in this episode, th- these are things we know. We know that the U-2 was made there and tested there. We know the SR-71 was, uh, was tested there. Um, we know MiGs were tested there. Mm-hmm. We know that the Nighthawk was was tested there. We know that the B, the well the Tacit Blue the ugly ass plane was tested there. <laughs> we we know these things for sure. Yeah, without without question. These this is, these are facts. Yeah, this, is factual. This, this isn't speculation. Yeah, these are facts. Yeah, but what what has gone on there that we don't know about? So going back to that. Str- the uh what was it the st- sdi strategic defense initiative mm-hmm. that is that is one thing that conspiracy theorists they they claim that a lot of those energy weapons were were developed there well on that now energy weapons when you say energy weapons is there any well okay so so let's uh let me let me scroll back uh, a little bit here so i mean that, that was that was something reagan had had announced in uh hold on uh now is it, that what you're t- like the yeah. laser yeah yeah so march okay, okay. so so yeah march 23rd 1983 that's when ronald reagan had proposed a strategic defense initiative and eventually there is an organization that is talking about well um you know maybe maybe we can use laser weapons to to uh, shoot down ballistic missiles mm-hmm. or missiles of really any kind, right? And they they say, well, we can't do it now. This is decades away. Conspiracy theorists like to say, well, there's a lot of SDI testing done at Area 51. Hmm. I personally don't think think that was the case. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that is because today, well, really going back to 2010 that these these weapon systems were developed these yeah. exist now yeah um it's known as the laws system laser weapon system and uh these were tested and implemented on the USS Ponce in 2014 development on this system started by well He's gonna like the name of this. He's he's uh, David. David's on <laughs> gone in the bathroom, but the, the, it was developed by the Kratos Defense and Security Solutions in 2010. <laughs> that's that's just a cool name. Yeah, that's a badass. lot of, a lot of these defense contractors, security contractors, they have really cool names. But but this is something that exists. Yeah. This is something that does, in fact, uh, through tests, it will shoot down aircraft. It will shoot down smaller missiles. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, but but. But so, yeah, 1984, they're saying, yeah, this is decades off. And on a smaller scale, the technology is here. Right. For sure. Yeah. But, the, you know, again, the some of the conspiracy speculation is of this being done at Area 51. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe it was at some point. But who's to say they don't, there's not an entirely different place for them to test this stuff at right i mean and this is a naval system so that that's what gives me doubt i mean gotcha 
But am I right? Well, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That technology certainly could have been tested out there. Now, let me let me go back to what I was going to ask. Sure. Um, before. I just need to stand for a minute. Okay. Now, before we ask if there are UFOs at Area 51, we need to ask, are there UFOs? Now, this obviously, okay, that- this is all speculation. No one really knows, maybe except Bob Lazar, <laughs> if there if UFOs actually exist or not. Right. So what? Well, let me ask. Let me ask your opinion on what you think is out there. What do you do? You think UFOs are out there? Okay. Do you so, think UFO? Do you think aliens are flying UFOs out there? Okay. So I'm gonna answer in two parts. Do I think UFOs are out there? Yes, because UFO stands for unidentified flying. Okay, objects. but we know so what I'm talking right, right, about. Right. When I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Hairs here. I know, but I do, I do want to make a point eventually. But I'm gonna answer your second question. Do I think that there's aliens flying UFOs? I hope. The, the, the child inside me hopes because I would love nothing more than to fly up into space in the Millennium Falcon with Han Solo and Chewbacca um, <laughs> and, and uh, travel around. So I hope. <laughs> I really hope. Yeah. But do I believe? <sighs> Ultimately, no. I mean, my answer would have to be no there. Only because there's no proof. There's speculative proof from folks such as Bob Lazar. We can look at all sorts of UFO stories, but what definitive proof do we have that aliens exist? Now, I'm going to try my best to quote. We'll just say I'm paraphrasing Neil deGrasse Tyson, but... If there's aliens, bring me the alien. Uh, that's such a good quote of his. I always love it when he says that. If there are aliens, show me the alien. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And when we're talking about aliens, we're not just talking about little green men that fly that that fly in the flying saucers. Aliens can be any kind of uh, biology that's not yeah. from Earth. I mean, in hell, I mean... Let, let's let's get real speculative here, but you know when when we look when we look at our biology compared to our biology and our intelligence compared to whatever may be considered the the next uh, uh, the next most intelligent species, whether it's crows, whether it's dolphins, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, primates of of some sort. Look at the gap. Oh, for sure. But of the intelligence. Sure. I mean, there's just such a huge gap. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's crazy. Like, me personally, I fucking love the intelligence of crows. I like the intelligence of uh, other species <laughs> besides uh, humans, but yeah. crows specifically because I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just there's a bird that can recognize traffic signals. And it knows that the garbage you threw out from Wendy's mm-hmm. is food as long as the light is red. But if the light is green on the traffic signal, we need to get out of the way because cars are going to move. Like, to me, that's amazing. 
Yeah, that's smart. That's a, it, super smart. Yeah, it is. Especially it, for an animal. Right. For an animal. And we're and, animals. And, but yeah, 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 exactly. We're animals. And so in a way, that's kind of, kind of, uh, um, ar- it's arrogant in a sense, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, but what if, what if we were just a transplant? We, we, we are the aliens. Yeah. Yep. I mean, when you consider just the intelligence gap. Yeah. Do you, okay, with that, uh, do you believe in the evolution between primates to humans? I mean, it, so, I mean, look at the similarities. I mean, I... I mean, I'm not going to say I, that I, directly that we were like monkeys or something like that, but, may, I mean, because we're not monkeys, we're a totally different species. Right. But I think that, I mean, it would make sense that the very early humans were probably much simpler. Sorry. We're probably much simpler and yeah, and you know more primate and in looks sure, yeah. but you know over time. But uh, yeah, like I just wonder when that like when that transition happened. Like what it, made what it, made us so smart? Like what happened? Well, I think yeah, that's it, and, that's and, the missing link. And that's the missing link in history. And and perhaps right it, there. And perhaps it perhaps our evolutionary gap. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of intelligence between other animals, what we could, it, maybe it was caused because of of uh, extraterrestrial interaction. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe we're getting into some ancient alien <laughs> shit now. <laughs> maybe that's what Jesus was. Maybe Jesus was an alien. <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> he, he came who, down and fraternized with us, and then made us smart. And then in that two thousand years since he was born, like technology just. <laughs> gotta get closer, man. Just jump over here. Come on, you're done standing. Oh my god! But <laughs> I did it. You did. You look at you. Uh oh. <laughs> now can can I say something else? With this idea that if there are aliens flying around in flying saucers, and the government. If there are, then the, do you think that the government has definitely seen it by now, and they definitely know it's real, but they're definitely not going to tell us? Do you, is that, that, I mean, I guess that's another possibility. What would you think about that? that big could not be, could not be leaked at some point. Sure, sure. And, well, and everybody everywhere, maybe it has. Everybody everywhere (laughs) has the, Technology to film anything at any time. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, we see also... that's another big one. That's another big thing that I always think about. Like we have, we have fucking somebody phone, uh, cameras on our phones. Yeah, We've we had cameras on our phones for a long time. Right. Now. There's technically twenty four seven surveillance everywhere in the world at yeah. any given time. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. of smartphones. Like, the same yeah. thing for like Bigfoot or Loch Ness. Like yeah, somebody yeah. somewhere would have a picture of it by now. I would think. Yeah. Right. A decent picture, but like even but, even today, like when we see these leaked UFO photos, even from today, it's like, what resolution is this shot from? What? Are oh you my using? god! I know everyone uses a fucking potato for it. Yes. Um, no, but what about this? What about this? Um, so, with a species that is Aww. so intelligent that they have the technology to go from their planet, which is light years and light years and light years away, all the way to our planet to look at us. 
why why who's to say they don't have technology to have <laughs> invisible ufos yeah well, who's to say that te- that technology isn't there or that right. they're walking amongst us well <laughs> hidden in plain sight i mean um a conversation i had with someone uh, a few days ago was you know if aliens are real why haven't they interacted with us so my response to that was there there are some uh very isolated pockets of native tribes um i i didn't know i was going to bring this up there is a specific island of of native tribal people that i mean they're still using spears and bows and arrows to hunt the one where the kid the guy got killed for showing christianity for wanting to show christianity yeah yeah that wasn't too far from india right yeah yeah it's off the coast of india okay so or it's let me it's in the indian ocean okay so okay so essentially the world has said you know leave these people alone let them advance at their mm-hmm. own pace let just leave them alone right so that that was essentially my response is yeah if why haven't aliens interacted with us perhaps there is some go- uh, galactic uh council that's like oh these people are too primitive just <laughs> leave them leave them be observe them but do not interact with them yeah that could be the case there's also the fermi paradox which explain this cuz i have fermi paradox that. is we're, we're it. Everything else is come and gone, and we're the last of it. We're, we're it. That's a sucky idea, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> I but, hate that fucking idea. I, I do, too. I do, too, because, again, uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, want to hang out with him. But, <laughs> but, it, but that, it's got to be Harrison Ford. It, it, yes. <laughs> but preferably. 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, preferably. But I'll take what I can get. But that that could be the case we could be in the entire universe we could be the last of the intelligent species on the other hand we could be the very first of all intelligent species in the universe or in our galaxy i kind of hate that too but i hate it less (laughs) yeah right i yeah i get that but we don't we don't know i mean of course we don't know and know. all of this is speculation, but it's really fucking fun to speculate. It, it They're is, probably it, it afraid is. of us. It, and that, well, look at us. Well, look how because fucking we breathe, testy we are. We a- breathe fire. It, well, anyone that says anything wrong to us, we're like, let's, well, fuck well, them. People won't understand it, so they'll want to kill it. Yeah, well, exactly. To understand it. Uh, look, look at what we've already done. We've <laughs> already nuked Japan twice. When you look at history, look at the small little bit of time in the last 80 years. In the last 80 years, we've developed atomic technology that can Decimate. literally vaporize I mean, cities at a second's it, it could, I mean, notice. It could, yeah, I mean, what... The, Within the, 80 the years, advanced- look how long it took for us to get light from light bulbs, electricity... The time that it took from us using fi- finding fire until we figure out electricity to get light in our homes. Look at that spin, and then from then till t- till atomic technology. Look, I mean that little bit of time. All of that technology is developed. 
in in all of this span of human history mm-hmm. and we're nuking the fuck out of each other <laughs> we're bombing this war is completely across the world it's it's just it, it, the whole you, world is in chaos with each other you, you know what i find asinine is just why can't we agree as a whole world that our resources are going to dry up whether we agree with each other or not. Oh, and guess the what? Resources are going to be done. That's happening now. Yes. Shit's drying up. So we're running out of of natural all of our natural resources because we're milking it up from big fucking corporations. So I want to say this. Also, also the population uh, is in absolute erratic growth. So much so that we're running out of food we're running out of water it doesn't seem like it now but that's what's happening yeah it absolutely is sure there are technologies developing that can help mitigate these issues but here's a here's a point i want to make is is that human cooperation even though we have our differences it can and it, it i mean we have countless examples of it in history but why why can't we as a species agree to disagree but at least agree on the fact that you know at some point we need to get off this planet if that's possible why don't we all just chip in and try to explore space i mean look at all the resources developed for war all those resources could be used for space exploration i mean my god by by this point we if we just all cooperate who knows where we could be in space? It's just a brief story I want to tell is I can't remember the exact year during World War One. This terrible, awful, awful war. No, no war is good. But you just you just have slaughter. You just have these new machine guns that are made that are slaughtering people. You have this artillery technology that's that's fairly new and advancing and it's just slaughtering there you know during this war there is just constant machine gun fire from both sides there's constant artillery bombardment from both sides awful war this is where we get the term shell shock from but i can't remember the exact year but there was one year during christmas that there's essentially a truce made between the Allied forces at the time and and the Germans and in the in their in the aggressive powers, what did they do? They played football, which soccer. But but this is what they did on Christmas Day. Yeah, they played these, soccer together these, and they these, broke bread and these these two opposing sides that had been massacring each other for years. One day they decide let's have a truce. And they sing Christmas carols, they play soccer, and it's great. And the next day, they get back to slaughtering each other. Why can't we just grasp on to that goddamned cooperation? Where would we be as a fucking species if we could just grasp on to that? You know? Why can't that just fucking exist? <laughs> you know, uh... these, 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 it's just... That can happen in just such an awful time. Yeah. It can happen. We could maintain that. 
Why the fuck can't we? I don't know. You know fuck differences in I- ideologies. <laughs> Believe what you want. Let's just cooperate. Yeah. Let's have our differences and agree to live with them side by side. Yeah. But in any case, this is a uh, wow. <laughs> Real quick, uh, you talked about uh, joining forces to move into space and explore space and and, yeah. and find a new world. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And um, just to tie it into Area 51, let's say the uh, base of operation of Area 51. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> that was actually a proposition made by our very own um, uh, the dude that owns Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. That was a proposition made by our very own Elon Musk. He talked about that, and he was he was like, "Why don't we terraform Mars? Uh, we could do it." He was he was like, "We know we could do it. We just don't. We need to build the technology to be able to do it." And if now, we just fucking cooperated, dude. right? Right now, now on the opposing side, Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about. He was like, uh, "He, I'm not going to be able to quote this directly, but in." Basically, in short form, he talked about, he was like, if we can develop the technology to terraform Mars, why can't we develop the technology to save our very own world? That's a fucking good point. Why can't we save our very own world? Because we're already here. We're already here. It's as beautiful as it is. It's as pristine and gorgeous. It has all the the the, the viable nutrients that we need as humans. Why can't we figure out a way to live together in harmony and live here on our very own planet that is as beautiful as it is mm. and perfect as it is? Why can't we do that? You know, if we have the technology to terraform Mars and turn Mars into its own Earth or whatever, why can't we just keep our Earth safe? Why can't we keep why, why can't we just stop fucking it up? All the fucking oil spills, all the yep. forest fires, all of the the global warming, which is fucking happening, and people argue so fucking hard against, which is insane to me, man. It's fucking it insane to me. It's happening. The The ice caps are melting. What happens when ice cap, caps melt? The water that comes from the ice that's melting goes into the oceans. What happens to the oceans? The oceans rise. The 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 extra water what does the extra water in the oceans do as the earth is warming up the water's warming up too what does that create storms bigger and bigger and badder storms that are going to keep happening and they're going to keep getting worse this is the i want to say fourth year in a row in a row that we have had category 5 hurricanes decimate the atlantic decimate this year the bahamas we're fucking annihilated, dude. We still don't have the, the 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 complete death toll from that, but it is in fucking sane, dude. And that has happened four years in a row, mm-hmm. and it's only gonna get worse. Why can't we put our 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 brains into figuring out? Hmm. Maybe we should stop the coal mining. Maybe we should stop all of the fucking oil drilling. And maybe we should put our put our big old brains that we're using to fuck the world up to maybe just save it. Maybe figure out new ways of energy. This is 2019, and we can't figure out new fucking ways to light our houses and light our stoves and have renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Why can't we figure that out? That's, that's, anyway. So, we, 
We we kind of trailed we, we, from Area Fifty One. That's my bad. We, 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 no, no, no. It's it's we're good. We can figure that out, but perhaps that's something to be discussed about on another episode. But I agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, there are there are so many solutions that do exist, but there is resistance to it. So much, so much resistance. But in any case, let's let's, uh, let's reel back to Area Fifty One. Uh, yeah, that was only a fifteen-minute deviation. Yeah, roughly. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just now looking at the time. Okay, so let's polish up. So, 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 what other speculative things? We said we we're going to come back to the Roswell incident. So, let's touch on that real quick. Okay. Though. This may or may not be tied to Area 51. UFOologists, they would indicate that it does tie to Area 51. So so we'll play along on that for now. Yeah, give me a minute. I got to scroll back to my note on Roswell. Because for whatever reason, my memory is not the best. Um, so we'll go back to... Um, sometime June, July, 1947, debris is found roughly 30 miles north of Roswell, New Mexico by William Brazel. He finds, if he finds the debris states that he quote saw, he, sorry, stated that he saw quote, large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil and rather tough paper and sticks. <laughs> July 8th, 1947. The Roswell Army Airfield, specifically the uh, the person in charge here, Colonel Will William H. Blanchard, issues a press release that a quote flying disc had been recovered about 30 miles north of Roswell. The craft is in the same day, the craft is ordered to be transferred to the Army Airfield in Fort Worth, Texas, by General Roger M. Ramey. The object is, quote-unquote, identified as a weather balloon. Now, this was a later statement that they came out and This is saying, the, Yes, this is a later statement. They retracted so, the, so, the early statement and they came, out, came back out with the weather balloon. Weather balloon. So... This is is a cover-up story. It's not a weather balloon. What this was is something to... I've, I've, I've read two different things. And I'm just going to assume that it had dual purpose. So one of the purpose was just to test the the radioactive fallout from the nuclear testing going on in the deserts. The other... Uh... The other information I read is that this was, they're testing out basically sonic equipment that could detect nuclear testing across the globe. So basically it's, hmm. it's, it's uh, sonic sensors. They're, 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 uh, if an explosion is going off anywhere in the world, if you have a sound uh, collecting device high enough in the atmosphere, you're going to be able to, yeah. you're going to be able to hear these explosions going off. Right. So 
That was the real purpose of it was just op- nuclear observation. Whether it was domestic and or international, I, I can't say for sure, but that was the real purpose of it. It wasn't a weather balloon. There's something about the, the United States Air Force and the uh, CIA that's obsessed with saying, yeah, all of our high-altitude stuff is for weather testing. <laughs> it's all about weather. <laughs> not uh not snooping on them commies now see i see i wasn't uh i didn't know that it was transferred i didn't know that it was transferred to fort worth uh i thought it was i thought it was transferred to area 51 no no it, it was transferred to but definitely it was absolutely transferred to fort worth okay. now there was another story during this era that uh, that gave more popularity. It was this <clears throat> commercial airline pilot that spotted uh, several UFOs, un- unidentified flying objects, not necessarily aliens. Uh, but that ended up being a bigger story. And if, if I remember, this? 1947, 1947, another thing, I believe from 1947, it was there was there was some crashed aircraft where four bodies were obtained from. That's what I thought the Roswell crash was. No, that wasn't the Roswell. No, crash. no, the Roswell crash was this was this uh, quote unquote weather balloon. Okay, that was really just a nuclear sniffing device. What was say. what was the crash where there were four bodies recovered? Because I've always heard about that. Um. <clears throat> I don't have too many. Sp- I, I other, yeah. other than what I've said, I don't have much more specific information. That I mean, from 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 that, mm-hmm. uh, I I was listening to some conspiracy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was from the uh, oh, what was the network? I believe the podcast was called Unexplained Mysteries hmm. from the the. Uh, Parcast network okay but yeah they reference that there is there is a crash four bodies are are obtained and this is where we get into the majestic 12 program this is conspiracy basically we don't mm. know if the majestic 12 program existed or not what the majestic 12 program let me say real quick let me say real quick majestic 12 program is so much cooler than have donuts <laughs> <laughs> donuts so are fucking much. awesome so fuck you all right you know what <laughs> but <laughs> have quiet <laughs> yeah yeah have some quiet there buddy um but whether the majestic 12 program was real or not we don't know but the speculation there is that this was initiated by Truman, and this was an organization that was developed to, quote, keep the public insulated from knowledge of government interaction with aliens slash UFOs. Hmm. This coincides with the Roswell incident. Okay. So, so supposedly this is formed after the Roswell incident. Formed because of the Roswell incident. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Do we know when? Yeah. 1947? 1947. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
Supposedly, though. I mean, this this, this is... This is all speculation. We this is know. conspiracy. Okay. This is absolute conspiracy. So yeah. whether the Majestic 12 program existed or not... Now, what... Maybe who, not. The FBI was involved in an investigation in it. Hmm. The FBI says, yeah, this, this seems to be a hoax. That's their conclusion on it. Um, you... you you do see speculation from a lot of UFOologists. A lot of UFOologists even say, "Yeah, yeah, this 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 isn't quite right." And then there's other UFOologists that are like, "No, there there's something to this." Hmm. But yeah, essentially, this is a council of twelve men that are trying to mitigate the information that's released to the public about UFOs. Um, they're going back to that crash where four bodies are found. Those are speculated to have gone to Area Fifty One. Okay, that's 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 what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know whether they did or not, we we don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there's Majestic Twelve. Uh, I guess we did we did touch on the uh, energy weapons from the SDI strategic defense initiative, which right. laser weapons, which do in fact exist. Those are a thing now. Yeah. Maybe not on the scale as proposed. Um, we touched on the SR 72. Let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Bob Lazar though, for, just a few more minutes, and okay. I, I think I think we're about done. Yeah. Um, so you, I, the only thing I ever watched on Bob Lazar was when he was on uh, with uh, UFC guy uh, Fear Factor uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yes. Yeah. So that's the only thing I've watched on bob lazar okay um, did you didn't watch the documentary on netflix nope no sure didn't sure didn't but i assume you you love joe rogan so you <laughs> you, you probably watched his thing on uh yeah, i think i read his dick a little too hard yeah. honestly <laughs> <laughs> so what's your take on him do you believe bob lazar you know what it's hard for me to not believe because i when when we take conspiracies or anything like this into consideration, you have to think of it. You have to find ways that you that that will prove it wrong. Sure, you yeah. always have to find things that'll yeah. prove it wrong because if you can prove it wrong, it's not true, right? And if it's going to be conspiracy, it's going to have some kind of truth to it. So with Bob Lazar, it's hard to not believe him. And this is going to sound kind of stupid, but like with his charisma, because the way he goes about it is so, I guess he's just, it's, he's like nonchalant about it. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I worked at S4. Um, I did, I I was supposed to do reverse propulsion on the, the, uh, um, the propulsion system on the UFO and, and he, he, he's not like excited about it. He's not excited about the aliens. He's excited about like the technology in it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was like, Oh, I haven't heard that before. No one, anyone that talks about UFOs. So I'd like the fucking aliens, man. 
And Bob Lazar is like, no, I love the technology and I loved looking and, and working with the technology. Mm. Um, that's one of the reasons why I do believe him. Um, another reason why I think he could be telling the truth is that he has been telling his story since 1989. How many years ago is that? 40? 30? 80? I don't uh, know. Math is hard. I don't know. 89, 99, 2009. It's been 30 years. 30 years. Sure. So those thirty we're years ago, seven were thirty-two, right? So he, take two off that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Balazar has been telling his story <clears throat> publicly since nineteen eighty-nine. Do you think that you could tell a fake-ass story to the entire world that is that the when the entire world is watching you for the next thirty Sorry. years? And not falter when the FBI has been has been tampering with your life as well, been trying to completely destroy your life and bugging you and all of this other stuff. Do you think you could keep going with that? It'd be hard. I know that that's for sure. It could be hard for some. Maybe, maybe some not people for others. Maybe and you know what? I maybe. He's not telling the truth, but it's hard for me to not believe him. It's just hard. It's it's difficult for me. Well, and again, all I have to go off of is the Joe Rogan podcast. Right, so, right. And in a few, th- and then after that, a few things I've read about him, and yeah. so the consistency there is that. I mean, so yeah. that's that could lead to believe that he's credible. There is the fact that it doesn't appear as though he's tried to profit from anything he's done. As no, far as no. If out. anything, it's hurt his career. Yeah. It's hurt his his entire livelihood. Yeah, his personal relationships. Apparently, it's hurt. Right. Um. Well, so. yeah. I mean, it, I think wasn't it while he was working at Area Fifty One that his wife cheated on him because yeah, she thought but he was cheating on her because of his weird work schedule right but the only reason he found out that was because of his his shadows that exactly right people were bugging him well but but on that note i mean my my understanding was that he he understood that he was going to be shadowed his phones phones were going to be tapped. sure yeah, that, that yeah, was my was understanding aware of it, yeah so and if but, anything, but, but yeah, what what a shitty way if, if that's true. Yeah. Uh, what a shitty way to learn about your wife cheating on you is yeah, your shadows that are like, hey, uh, yeah, your wife's cheating on you because we're you know we're tapping your phone. Oh God, what a what a, uh, what, a, what, a, what a shitty way to learn of, of things. Horrible. Uh, but, uh, so there. What about what about you? What about you? What do you think? Do you think he's telling the truth? <sighs> I want to believe that he's telling the truth. Yeah. That's that's as far as that, it goes. That that's the best answer I, I can give. I, I, I want to believe that the things he is saying is true. Right. But I just if if I'm to believe something, I just gotta see it. I, I just mm-hmm. I have to have definitive definitive 
information or proof in front of me there there's there's so again there there is i'm just a sci-fi i'm i'm, I'm a nerd overall uh mm. sci-fi or fantasy maybe more more towards sci-fi but yeah so so like i would i would love to believe everything he says yeah again han solo chewbacca blah blah blah, blah skywalker <laughs> and lightsabers yeah really want all that stuff i want alien stuff to be real i, I want the things that he talked about to be real mm-hmm. um referencing to, to the joe rogan podcast i mean the the one thing about that that gives me a little bit of doubt is is his migraine he's constantly referring to his migraine so mm-hmm. i noticed that. I so noticed that. so <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time, but when sometimes when people are lying, they stall. There's some kind of stall. Hmm. Um, not necessarily lying, but trying to remember information or maybe create information. Just, I mean, kind of the same way, you know, where whenever we're on our, when we're talking on our podcast and we're kind of uh, dumb for information, we kind <laughs> of do, uh, uh, and then this uh uh or yeah. we, we cuss a lot to stall for time to try to <laughs> try to remember things right yeah so <clears throat> for me that was really the only thing in the joe rogan podcast with bob lazar that kind of gave me doubt sure there's there is a very frequent oh my migraine my migraine yeah i noticed that i, I definitely picked up on it it was that, super freaking. That's the only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause about it, if I believe him. And one idea I had is perhaps, uh, going back to the Roswell incident, we can go over other incidents, but there's definitely, the the U.S., the, the government is no stranger to cover-up stories, right? Oh, well, yeah, of course. And... Is Bob Lazar paid by the government to feed disinformation to the public? Now, see, that's another thing. That's another it, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that that could be the case. Yeah. But why would they be paying him to feed all of this crazy information about UFOs and the government covering up UFOs? To, to the distract people. people. Of course. Well, I guess to, to distract the, people. The next oh, question is... there's something about Area 51. Oh, Let's tell this guy to come public about Area 51 mm-hmm. while we move our secret base of operations. Yeah, Why not? I guess uh, that, next, that could be. The next question is what what are they what are they covering up? What are they covering up? Maybe the SR-72. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, and so I mean, this is this is the fun stuff about it area 51 just the speculation yeah you know honestly for me the fun stuff about area 51 is fucking fucking i love the sr-71 dude that thing is fucking awesome and at some point i even if it's brief i just i'd love to do a podcast on that because that thing's cool the stories about it are cool but anyway yeah i i mean we, we don't know i mean these Again, we we know aircraft, uh, secret aircraft, were made there, but 
as far as other things going on there? Are there UFO crafts there? I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? If this is the place where we study super secret aircraft. Yeah. Well, why not have some UFOs there? Yeah. Why not make that place the place that you research UFOs? Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. Yep. Probably so. Yeah. We're two hours and 35 minutes in. Jesus. It's going to take a long time to upload on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let us know what you think. Comment. Comment down. Uh, Message us. Shit, message us. I mean, everyone that listens to this, we know. So send us a message. Let us know what you think. We love talking about this. And we'd love to talk about this with you. Let us know. Yeah, please. Um. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think UFOs are at Area 51? Um, do you even think aliens are real? Yeah. Do you want aliens to be real? Do you want to travel through space in the Millennium Falcon with Han Solo and Chewbacca? <laughs> and shoot first. <laughs> you shoot first. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let us know. Let us know what you think. It's fun to, it's fun to talk about this stuff. This has been... Uh, one of the things that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast since we started it, um, I've wanted to talk about Area 51. I've wanted to get into the history of it. This is exactly the way I wanted to come out of this podcast, and I'm really happy with it. I love talking about this stuff. I've always loved talking about UFOs and aliens. It's one of my favorite things. I, I, I It's fun. It's always been a good time to talk about this. And you know what? No matter what everyone, what anyone says, or you know, show me the alien. I don't give a shit. I think they're real. I'm, I'm ready to see the see aliens. them aliens. Let's see them aliens. September September twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Let's see them aliens. Let's see them aliens. Uh, I think that's when we're gonna upload this. So I'm, I'm not going to be there. Just in case the Air Force is a little blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't have time to do that. Um, let us know what you think. Give us give us uh, feedback on this on these episodes. It's been a great time. Uh, if you guys have stuck around this long, we can't explain how much we appreciate it we're two hours and 30 minutes in. that's a long time to listen to a podcast last episode is two hours and 17 minutes long that's a lot of time we've got close to five hours into this series dude that's a long that's a long time anyway thank you so much if you're listening we greatly appreciate it we send all of our love and support to all of our listeners thank you so much thank you signing out (laughs) That's the cheesiest fucking line Jacob ever. Out. Jacob signing out from Life <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I oh. Life Definitely. The <laughs> Life Definitely. Jacob, we love you. Han Solo shot first. <laughs> <laughs>